Hello? 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 bluish hue getting ready to take him to the farmer's market we want as many people as possible to be a part of this wonderful comeback by this amazing band so for a one dollar pledge you will receive a four part download of the audio interviews with the rascals conducted by myself and Dave Marsh for five dollars you will receive a digital high def video download of the entire show and that will be yours exclusively because it will be a long time before it ever gets released, if it ever gets released. And you will receive the audio interview as well. For a $50 pledge, you will receive an exclusive DVD and audio CD of the show. Again, long before it's ever released, if it's ever released. Plus the video download of the show and the audio interviews. The show is called Once Upon a Dream, so we're calling the $100 pledge the Dreamers Pledge. Before the show begins, there will be a 270-degree projection of various 60s icons all over the walls and the screen in front of the stage. And we will include your picture and name right alongside Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison. And you receive the download of the show, an exclusive DVD and CD, and the audio interview. We're calling the $150 pledge the Lover's Pledge. Again, it's something special. At the end of the show, there'll be an encore by the Rascals, and during that song, a picture of you and your lover will be flashed on the screen right behind the band, with your first names underneath. You'll actually be part of the show, and you'll receive all the other cool stuff. Download the show, the DVD, the CD, and the audience reviews of the Rascals. For $250, we have the exclusive merchandise pledge. We'll include a photo book with your name in the thank you section, Exclusive Rascals tote bag, exclusive t-shirt, 
an exclusive poster designed by Dino Dinelli himself. is the source. Source of what? The dome. Westbury Music Fair, August 9th, 1967. Judy Garland. And she got a standing ovation after every song. And she brought her daughter on the stage, Liza Minnelli, and Peter Allen was her piano player and her husband. And she sang Cabaret, which she won the Academy Award for a couple of years later, that night in that arena. And she got a standing ovation, Judy Garland. And the last song, she sat on the floor and sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yes, yes! Michael, I'm going to kill you! to a Taylor Swift concert. I wore shorts and a, shirts and, uh, shorts and a t-shirt. It was August. What's up, everybody? How are you? My name is Tom. I'm here with you on this very special Tuesday night live best show here. Being pumped out right into your ears. Just the way grandma used to. What? I don't know. No, it's the best show and it's back. Loud, loud in these cans, loud. Too loud? Better. Yes, welcome to the best show. We have a special show for you tonight. We got, uh, Josh Cantor is gonna be in studio in a little bit. You know him as the, uh, guy who strikes the keys at the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, uh Boston Red Sox, uh, games. He's the organist. The team organist for the Red Sox. We're going to have a call from uh, Little Bub. Lil, Lil Bub, sorry, not Little. Lil Bub. 
uh, later telling us about a cat uh, convention going on in New Jersey and uh, a lot of other fun stuff. And we are going to start the show. The phone number, by the way, 201-332-3484. You call up, you talk about whatever. You want to talk about your cat, you talk about your cat. Mike? Anybody wants to talk about their cat, you let them through. All right? 201-332-3484. That's the number for the best show, so let the best show begin! Everybody. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the best show, the finest show in all the land, right? Hey, it's me, Tom. What's up? Here on a Wednesday. What? Wednesday? No, it'll be Wednesday in a couple hours, but it's Tuesday in April. Early April. April 2nd, 2019. Beautiful night. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. 
I was watching a clip of uh, Jason, aka Dudio, uh, sent me a, a clip of uh, John Johnny Lydon on a punk panel, and that was something else. And he was doing that thing where he just does that slow. Hold on, wait. He does that slow kind of like. Isn't it boring? Like that kind of like. Unlike what a lot of these people think. It's just like some of the most boring stuff you ever heard. First of all, if I ever listen to that Sex Pistols album again. I gotta hear that again, that album. No, I, I can't, I can't hear that. But then he's on this thing with the, what's his face? Mar- Marky Ramon. Who just starts going. The whole thing is that the Ramones invented punk rock in 74 and 75. And without it, there'd be no sex pistols. And he's like, you weren't even in the band. Like that. And then, then the, watch the thing and it was just sad because he's, clearly falling apart and does that thing where he just has to keep interrupting and then I watched all 25 minutes of that then another clip started and it was uh, it was John, John Johnny Rotten, John Lydon on Conan from a million years ago and he was doing that thing where he's just talking about how boring everything is. It's, isn't it boring? If it's boring, shut up. You leave. Leave. Like, wait, I don't, I don't remember. Remember when they drew names out of a hat and if you, uh, if, if your number came up, you were forced to promote yourself on a talk show? No, he's just, it's, it's just. I don't know, man. Right, Mike? What are we doing with this? Then you know what I watched after that? Harmony Corrin. Three clips from when he was on Letterman over the years. And it was a breath of fresh air. That goofball. I tip my hat to him. That's a weird, that's a five star top shelf weirdo. That's the good stuff. That guy. I gotta see that movie, Beach Bum. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a gold plated, uh, that's a Hall of Fame. Let's do that, let's do that next week, the Weirdos Hall of Fame. Alright? Yeah. Yeah. Write that down, Mike. Write that down. Weirdo, Weirdos Hall of Fame. Not doing it this week though. Maybe should we do it this week? I don't know. What do I want to talk to these people about cats? Can I talk about fur balls? Yeah. Look, we'll do it as an ongoing project. You call in with the weirdo, you call in with your weirdos or your cat stories tonight. Weirdo Hall of Fame. Top 50 weirdos is what we're doing. Top 50 weirdos of all time. 
Start writing a list. That'd be great. Thank you. We just heard from X Hex. So good. They have a new album out called It's Real. That's our friend Mary Timoney's band. Second album is great. It's on Merge. Her Diamond Drive album's, uh, is a heavy duty album, man. They're not joking around on this one. They done brought it, and Mary is one of the best guitarists going. The Shredder. And they're playing this week in New York and Philadelphia, so go check the, check out uh, the, your local listings to see them in concert. Can't go wrong with that. X-Hex. But if you realize it's boring, isn't it? The whole thing. And he had to, like, put down, like, Black Flag. It's just like, man. Black Flag did more good albums than, uh, Sex Pistols. It's not even up for consideration. Fans like a hundred times better than the Sex Pistols. I heard the music. Every, and he actually did this thing where he's like, you can hear the lyrics on every lyric on the Sex Pistols record. You can't hear the lyrics. Can't hear the lyrics. Could you sound any older? I can't understand the lyrics. That's literally what an old person says. Just this music. You can't even understand the words that they're saying. We're actually at a point now where the guy from the Sex Pistols is saying, is complaining about not being able to hear the words in a band from 1980. And look, Sex Pistols, yeah, yeah, whatever. Public Image Limited, that's some, some, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, that's the band. That's the one that that dude made his, uh, that's his legacy, is that band. Who's good here, Mike? You want to check the levels on this, Jason? Because I, I feel like I'm not making myself... Am I not loud enough or something? What is that? Should I be louder? Like that? Is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. Right Great. Yeah. All right. Look at this. Pro job. Guy's on his, on his, on the money. Who now, Mike? Line four. All right. We'll go with line one. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. How are you? Oh, I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Ethan. I'm calling you from Brazil. From Brazil. From the actual country of Brazil. The country. I'm, I'm from outside Philadelphia, but I'm, I'm down here for work and uh, figured I'd call the best show. What brought you to Brazil for work? Uh, I work in books, actually, but not for uh, the good publisher, Abrams. That's right. Abrams is the best publisher. <laughs> How's the writing going? It's going. You'll see. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks, buddy. He's talking Everyone's about I'm very sold excited a, for the book. Thank you. I sold a book. That's what this guy's <laughs> talking about. I'm writing it now. It's hard. It's hard business, man. 
It's hard business. Yeah, that it is. Not writing a Can't thing of tweets. I'm not doing a thing of tweets. <laughs> I'm writing tweets out. See, Dennis, Dennis Leary writes these books. Here's my tweets. <laughs> he doesn't even write that. Somebody gathers them for him. Yeah, let's do a book of my tweets. I'll circle the best ones. You pull the, pull them all. I'll circle them. Can you imagine you buy a thing and it's got a tweet, one tweet on a page? Does he delete them? That's so they're not idea. available online? I don't know. Like, does he get rid of his I don't know. What, what, do I look like I yeah. read the thing? <laughs> no, so what can I do I for know. you? What can I do for you, Chief? Well, uh, so I was on hold. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching the Phillies game down here, and, and I saw the new Papa John slogan. I'm not sure if you caught it yet. Papa John, the pizza parlor. If, if you want to call it that, yeah. What is it? Yeah. The, the, the pizza thing where you order the pizza and they bring you bad pizza to your house. What What is it now? Locally owned and operated. So it seems like they're trying to distance themselves as much as possible from 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 the actual Papa. Yeah, no, they're they're clearly trying to to erase any trace of that guy. All that seems like it would do is bring up bad bad local things. Like you'd be like, this guy making this terrible pizza, or or lady, ladies can make bad pizza too. I don't know if you heard, um, but the sisters are doing it for themselves, guys. Um. No, this bad pizza. It just seems like they're trying to garner sympathy, too. Sorry, Tom. First time caller. The whole thing. Why Why would you not let me? Are you a first time listener? Big fan. Yeah, big fan. You showed none of it in your in the way you conducted yourself on this call. None of it. No, no experience. You'd, you'd think you'd, put, you'd pulled this off a bathroom wall, the way you're acting. I this apologize, number. Tom. I accept your apology. So, as I was saying, hold on, I gotta get my thought now. I was saying that the pizza, if they're trying to say it's local, now you, now it seems like there's somebody local making that garbage. Like, like the person who runs that terrible Papa John's lives up the street? Seems like bad, it seems like bad for the neighborhood. Right? Man, you don't agree. I agree. I think they're trying to garner sympathy. Like, we're not part of the Papa. This is a locally owned business. Yeah, but it seems like that would blow up in their face because you'd be like, hey, aren't you the owner of that Papa John's? Why is it awful? (laughs) Like, you run into them at the, at the, the, the car wash, right? You go to the car wash, you run into the owner of the Papa John's. It's bad news. Bad news. When are you coming back from your trip? Soon. Soon. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, if you had a sec, I wanted to quickly ask you. I know the, the regular season, the NBA is winding down. How's your fantasy team doing? Uh, I made the top four, didn't didn't advance to the finals. Well, I, what we got going next in the offseason, we got Space Jam 2 coming. I was curious if you were excited for Space Jam 2 and what do you, what do you, you think? could get do you a cameo. Think, with do, you think I'm exci- do, do you think I'd be excited? Why would I be excited for Space Jam 2? Uncle Drew wasn't bad, right? No, it wasn't actually. Now you actually, Trey, you actually convinced me. Space Jam Two. What's LeBron James going to sit sit out the final fifteen minutes of the movie? <laughs> this is a sports joke for you. 
right? How go. is that? That should, that should that should that should that joke should now somebody tweet that out. That's a that's a top notch sports joke, right, Mike? You get it? This is the thing with Mike too. This is this guy's sick as the day is long. No offense. I don't hear two words from the guy until until uh, what's his face breaks his leg. Suddenly, I've never heard him mention sports to me other than, and he never mentioned basketball to me once until, until, um, till, till, uh, what's his face on the Trailblazers, his leg splits in half. Brandon Roy. Not Brandon Roy. What is this, 2007? No, it happened a uh, week ago. Uh, Enos Cantor? Not Enos Cantor. It's what's his face. Why am I blanking on his name? It's not Nokic from the Nuggets. Oh, it's um, the Bosnian Bear. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, he Nerd broke Like Jokic. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, Nurchic. Nurchic, yeah. Yeah, he broke his leg. Suddenly Mike, yeah, did you see this? Did you see him break his leg? Yeah, everybody watched and he broke his leg. It's like, what is this? He putting faces of death together on this? It's ghoulish. I thought it was ghoulish. At best, I thought it was ghoulish. Yeah. How you doing with those calendars? Almost out of them. How many? Yeah, April's I, pretty good. Hey, shh, shh, shh. You just, you just shout out whenever you want, don't you? Sorry again, though. You what are you the guy? You probably go to the comedy club and you'd think you're helping the show, right? You know, get off my phone. You drive me nuts. You're a nauseating caller. Um I'm I'm literally nauseous from that guy. Um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the guy breaks his leg, uh, and then Mike is just, yeah, it was, it was great. It's weird, weird, great. <laughs> and, uh, how many, ca- how many sets of 10 do you have left with these calendars, Mike? Two. Two. All right. Next two sets of 10. Every, one out of every ten, there's going to be a twenty dollar bill thrown in. Come here, get the money. Come on. One out of every you order a calendar from Mike. There's a chance you'll make money on your calendar. I'm going to give him two twenties. And I'm signing them, making sure they go out. You put these in one out of every ten. If I find out these aren't going out. They've gone out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, hey, Mike. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I tell you. The only way I get this guy to pay attention to me now is if I break my leg. 
It's the only thing he responds to. Hey, you should have seen it. It was unbelievable. That's the basketball I like. Yeah. Does anybody tweet my sports joke out? I heard they're making Space Jam 2 starring LeBron James. Is he going to sit the final 15 minutes of the movie out? Is he going to sit out the final 15 minutes of the movie? Somebody tweet that out, please. Hashtag sports joke. Best show, hi. Hi, sorry. This is Logan from Rochester. Logan from Rochester. What's up, Logan? Um, actually, I was calling on topic, but you mentioned Henry Corinne, and I thought it's interesting. I've only ever been in one movie. I only own one DVD, and it happens to be a Harmony Corinne movie. So You own one movie? Well, like a physical copy, I guess. Let me see if I can guess which one. Okay. Gummo. No, I'm not in Gummo. <laughs> no. This was like six years ago. Maybe that helps. Trash Humpers? Uh, no, I don't know what that one is. Mr. I'm not a huge fan of this. I just happen to be in. Oh, you have so spring breakers. You have spring breakers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you're 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 a, a pervert. No, I got a line, and I well, no, not really. I guess. Um, so uh, it's not the greatest look. It's it's a little hard to defend. Uh, hard to defend when you're like I own one movie, and it's spring breakers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've come to enjoy it, I guess. Um, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a real, I yeah. like Spring Breakers. I like Oh, okay. Yeah. Put, it, you, we put to, the, just, yeah. Oh, sorry. We're putting the list together. Harmony Corrin is at number five on the top 50 weirdos of all time list. Oh, but yeah. can, can I add one to the list or propose someone for Yeah, it? go ahead. Go ahead. Is uh, that guy that you calling James, which is me, and you just got James? I've never been in a movie, James. James, 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 James. I got you. <laughs> oh, you need it so bad. You need it so I just got James. How about that? Well, you know what? Good. I got James. That that kid. I don't want to call him kid. He's coming up on 60. I met him a few times over the years. That is one of the saddest characters I've ever seen. I did get James. And right now I recognize the voice. Good for him. He got me. He got me. He can play that at his uh, his, his, his 60th uh, birthday party. He can play him. Because he used to call the show and he'd be like, he'd do just what he did. And he'd go, like, you got Jamesed. And he got me. I'll say it. Fair and square. He got me. You Jamesed me. Because his name is James. And, uh, and then he would say, you got Jamesed. And then, yeah. But I met him one time at a WFMU record fair, and boy, that was a sad, uh, that was a sad event when I met this kid. This old kid. He's like, he is, again, he's, he's very old, this guy. He's hardly a kid. I don't know why I keep calling him a kid. He, um, he came up to me sweaty, flop sweat dripping down his brow, came up to me, um, and he introduced himself, shook hands, sweaty handshake. Um, and he's like, you, do you know who I am? I'm like, no, no. 
it's nice to meet you. He's like, oh, uh, James. It's like, okay. And and then I noticed he has a toupee, hairpiece, whatever. That's fine. I'm not judging it. Whatever. Whatever works for the kid. And I noticed he's sweating so much that it's starting to slide forward on his head almost giving him like a like a uh he looked like in a movie when like some when like they drop like a beetle wig on like an a 70 year old in like a movie like suddenly be like he had that kind of vibe um but it was uh it was it was sad um he, uh, he, but, but it was, it was kind of like a, like a, uh, like a, uh, a Rod Blagojevich vibe, I guess is the best way to say is what it felt like. Like that. And remember he had that hairline. Remember that, remember that, that dude's, uh, had that hair, Mike? Remember that? He had that, it, it, it ended up turning into something like that. Let me see if this is a clip I can play. You're on the air. Uh, are you still taking calls on superhero movie? Yes, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of like all those movies. Uh, you knew my favorite character was in it? James. You got James! You got James! I James James! I like them apples! Actually, I don't, apples are see, not the kid call. I got the kid. Now, now he got me again. He got me. I guess he has access to a phone again. It's been a while since he's gotten his mitts on a phone. You know, I guess his grandkids lent him a phone or something. Best show, hi. James. First of all, why did Mike say, why did you tell me line four? So you knew who that was. Oh, this guy. I tell you. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Nicholas Tanak. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How are you? No one asks how you are. Thank how you. are you? Thank you. I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks for asking, yeah. buddy. But here, here's something that I think may cheer you up, and it's all about a little joke that you made that you probably don't even remember that has resonated with many, many people. So if you don't mind, if 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 I can have the floor, can I tell the oh, story? The floor, the floor I really is... do think it will make this, you happy. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, you left WFMU. And, uh, what? I yeah, did? Yeah. And you, you did this, um, little, uh, half hour test podcast for the broadcasting and levels and stuff like that. And there were no bits or any, or anything like that. But you, you said something that was like incredibly funny. You were talking about other podcasts and you said, Holy Shore has a podcast? Ugh! I'd rather listen to my car not being able to start and have to deal with that. That made me laugh, like, out loud. So, I'm at my family's, I'm at a family gathering, right? And, um, like, aunts, I'm at a big table, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, all that stuff. And my dad is, is, you know, he's conservative, let's put it that way. And, um, he's talking about Bill O'Reilly. Um, and, and I go, ugh. And he goes, what? And I go, just reminds me of something Tom Charlton said about something else. And he knows that I know you. 
you know, because because I talk because I'm a fan, you know. And he goes, "What?" I go, Ugh, "I'd rather listen to my car not being able to start and having to deal with that." And then the whole table laughs, and I'm like, "Sharp Lang, you did it! <laughs> did it! Right? I transcended." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, it gets better. It oh, gets better. Oh, oh, oh. So, <laughs> the, tr- trust me, you're gonna like this. So, my dad, who um, can't drive anymore because of his defibrillator. That's not the part I'm going to like. I hope, right? That's not the part what? you thought. That's not the part you thought I'd like. No, 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 that no. Your no, dad no, can't no, drive no. anymore because of his defibrillator. No, no, no. Oh, good. But, good, but good. He goes. He goes to. Um, he goes to Dunkin' Donuts every morning, um, and he meets. You know, he's, he's pushing eighty, and he goes to Dunkin' Donuts every morning, and. Um, with his friends and um and there's just one guy and he's called the german i don't know if he's german they just call him the german he kind of speaks like runner herzog a little bit you know and uh, so i go there i take him there get him coffee blah 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 i'm sitting on my phone and um i'm sitting on my phone and um the german says oh i saw hillary clinton on cnn and my dad goes Ugh. I'd rather listen to my car not being able to start and have to deal with that. And it killed. The whole table laughed. And I'm like, Sharpling, Sharpling, you did it again. So my jokes right? are getting repurposed for like right wing, right wing yeah, versions of. Well, 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 it gets, it gets crazier. Okay. It gets crazier. So my dad, my, he's not, he's not really that right wing. He's just mm-hmm. conservative. And, and, but he's a good guy. So he's like, you gotta take these books to the nursing home. Okay. To the German. Um, so take these books and they're just like, like, you know, they're regular literature, like, you know, Tolstoy and stuff like that. Right. Good stuff. And, the and masters. um, Steinbeck. Yeah. Steinbeck. Oh, yes. And like, Steinbeck. you know, and, he used to call the show MC so, Steinbeck. So I go, I go to the nursing home, and now, keep in mind, the German who's also pushing eighty is um, is a good looking. He's a good looking dude. He's single and he's a widower. The ladies love him. So I go to this nursing home. It's a very very nice nursing home, and he's sitting at the table. People are playing checkers. People are playing chess. And I walk in. I give him the books, shake his hand. Women, are, like the, the the senior citizen women, are just like crowded around him, you know, just hanging out. And uh, and there's one TV, and they're watching the TV, right? And um, <sighs> Tony Bennett comes on. Now, I have nothing against Tony Bennett. I have nothing against Tony Bennett. But the German goes, well, I mean, one of the women go, um... Tony Bennett's on a TV singing, and the German goes, I'd rather listen to my car not being able to start and have to deal with that. And then I'm like, and, and everybody laughs, and I'm like, Chopling, you did it again. So I'm cleaning up at the, my, 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 my throwaway line is cleaning up with, uh, old timers, right wingers, and, uh, it just it's it's playing it's it's like it's it's playing across the it's a four quadrant uh, zinger is what you're saying. It, it it's it, it just it just goes 
out into some kind of other dimension, in my opinion. Wow. But, but look, my point is this. Look, yeah, I can point? speak for the other FOTs. Yeah, We've all, that, we're all going through some things, and your sense of humor yeah. and your show has helped us. And that's what I want to thank you for. Oh, so that's please, nice please, please keep sen- keep your sense of humor. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Nick. Right. You're you're, Take a, you're care. a sweet guy. Thanks. All right. All right, he's banned for a year, Mike. Don't, Mike. Yeah. One year ban on him. One year ban. Okay. Best show. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Hi. To to who to whom am I speaking? Oh, this is Matt in Methuen, Massachusetts. Matt in where in Massachusetts? Methuen. Methuen. Yeah. Where's what's that near? Methuen is right on the Massachusetts-New Hampshire border. Okay. The next town north is Salem, New Hampshire, right ah, over the border. Yes. So it's yeah. What do I owe the pleasure? To what do I owe the pleasure of this <laughs> call? Well, hi Tom. Thanks for taking my call. Um, well, I had a couple of questions for um, for Josh, the organist. Yeah, he's not in yet. Oh, nuts. We'll have him in soon. You call back with that. You, that's it? You just had questions for him? Yeah. What do you want to, what do you want to ask him? You write the question, you tell me the question, I'll ask it later. Okay. Alright, um, I had two. Uh, the first one was, um, has there ever been a time where he's pretty sure that his choice of song or his playing affected the outcome of a game or maybe at least part of an inning or something, or maybe in that bat. Interesting. I'll ask that. Yeah. I'll ask that one. Oh, cool. All What's right. the other question? And then my, yeah, the other one, um, uh, is there a walk-up song that he's dying for somebody to use? Okay. I'll ask that one also. Yeah. So you'll get your answers later. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an exciting little uh, game here. Really what will what it will is. the answers be? You'll find out in an hour. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Those are good questions. Are they? I, I you know, I thought so. I, I uh, thank are, you for thank you for. Are you a big Red Sox fan? I am. You you I fired am. up? I cheer for them. I root for them. Uh, yeah, I would say I am. Who's your favorite of all the Red Sox throughout all of history? Yaz. Probably. Well, I don't know. I was. You know, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs? You like him? Yeah. Yeah. That seems cool. I don't know why. Yankee about champion him, I think. Wade Boggs. Didn't Wade Boggs, I, you know, it, it just has to do with the particular moment of my, my, my childhood, my upbringing. You know, when I was a kid, that was, he was the big guy. He was the guy we, he was the big guy we, uh. He looks like a all, cop. A lot of those guys. Baseball, baseball has more cop-looking dudes in it than any other sport, right? I agree with you there. I do. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I would say, baseball has more cop-looking dudes, and hockey has more guys who would get arrested for drunk driving-looking dudes. I think I, I think I agree with that. I think I can picture that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks. For well, the maybe question. they'll. Goodbye. We're done. Best show. Hi. Yeah, this is Sam from St. Louis. Who's this now? Sam from St. Louis. Sam from St. Louis. What, what are you in a rush? Well, what, what's going on? No, I was just. I mean, 
People tell, tell me I talk kind of fast sometimes. But that's all right. That's all I'll right. What's up, Sam? Uh, it's the first time I was calling in. A buddy of mine told me to call in, said uh, your show was cool, and uh, I didn't listen to it before, and you like basketball, right? Yeah, I do. I like uh, the NBA. I don't like college basketball. Oh, uh, me too. Man, which favorite team? What's that now? What's your favorite team? I like all of them. I like all thirty. All thirty? Yeah. I, just, I can't. I can never remember if it's thirty or thirty-two with the NFL and NBA. I just root for all the teams. <laughs> really? <laughs> Equally, yeah. That way, I go oh, to a I game mean- and I never lose. That is a good, that is a good method, but then, then you never get to feel that thrill of victory. Sure you do, cause you get it every single time. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's about predicting the future sometimes, man, you know, like, like. Well, well who's your team, man? Who's your team? Right now, the Jazz. I like the Jazz, man, cause they got Greaseball Schneider on that club, or the coach at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a weird team. Yeah, I mean, Rubio, you know, he just, uh, <laughs> He was, uh, I didn't like the guy when he came in, but after about five years, man, he, you know, he's a point guard. He's a true point guard. There's not many guys like that. He seems like a guy who would, would, uh, he, he seems like he will, he will own some sort of, uh, DJ leasing, uh, company. Like, like uh, leasing equipment to DJs after his career's over. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't know what Rubio plans. I, sometimes I wonder when I watch him out there dribbling, what is he thinking? But I, I kind of just think he's uh, just using the grease, like yeah. uh, uh, fucking Snyder's system. All right, yeah. I'm sorry. Tighten the language up there, you creep. I'm sorry. I didn't what mean to. What, what, what are you? Every once in a while. What are you? Yeah, comes out every once in a while. Tighten it up. Come I'm on. sorry. Come on. There's children listening. Uh, are there? Yeah. Yeah, there are. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll keep the language tight then. So there's kids in school tomorrow going to be throwing that word around because of you now. And they're going to say, "Oh, the 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 guy from St. Louis made it sound so cool." I'm copying him. I'm trying to be cool, like like was it? What's your name again? Wouldn't that Sam? be cool if other people tried to copy cool people? What's your name again? Sam. Sam Wendy. Yeah, they, they, it's like I'm trying to be like Sam from St. Louis. I'm trying to be like Sam from St. Louis. I don't know exactly what that is. Yeah. So you like the jazz a lot. This guy who yeah. works on the show used to, he played in the NBA for half a year. Uh, his name was, uh, uh, his name's Mike. Huh? He was an NBA player. Um, he's an assistant coach now for the Portland Trailblazers. For and, sure. Uh, with Lillard and, uh, well, they got rid of Aldridge and kind of that. They got McCollum too, right? No, well, he's in, he's in now and he, um, he, he actually was the guy who actually put water, he actually spilled his, uh, water on the court when that dude turfed out and broke his leg oh uh yeah. I mean, which which guy i mean hayward or like uh i mean what no. when hayward broke his leg yeah, that was against uh nurkic nurkic no yeah when, oh yeah man that was that was rough yeah this man, is the guy who caused it he's here fuck man that's hey, why can't you stop cursing you're trash i'm sorry st louis sorry. trash I'm, it comes out i'm get off my phone trash bag best show hey <laughs> hey i know who this is yeah i didn't even have to hardly say anything at all and you know kv what's up bro what's going on kurt kurt vile yeah man i miss you i'm uh i'm in my basement i've been, I had a couple weeks off i was gonna try and find you but then i don't know what's going on this is, this is a rock star now <laughs> on the line kurt vile 
Yeah. The pride I'm, of Philadelphia. Yeah, man. I'm just chilling in my basement. I've been uh, just putting together uh, my man cave. I got like cassette recorders, reel-to-reel recorders. I've been uh, I've been trying to practice my old tunes like uh, Ocean City for you because yeah. I know you love it so much. I've been playing that for my kids lately. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I can play it for you if you want. Yeah, let's hear it. Right now? Right now. All right, hold on. Let me just see it. Let's see if I get the whole thing. You got a best friend, don't know how. You got a best friend now. You got a best friend, don't know how. You got a best friend now. You can take him out for drinks, never stinks, make you think, maybe babe, I love you more, but I gotta have some friends when you're gone for to hear me cry, don't I? You got a best friend, don't know how You got a best friend Monday morning comes, don't leave me now Woke up this morning, don't know what I said Now I'm walking around in circles, taking bread in my head They say Ocean City's the place to be But can you get me there for free? There's always a tunnel at the end of the line Even way back in 1929 Boys, if you never see me again I'll leave all the cash that I can Buy a silver drink and if it stinks Make you think, maybe babe, I love you more But I gotta have some friends When you're gone for to hear me cry Don't I? You got a best friend Don't know how You got a best friend now got a best friend, don't know how, you got a best friend now. Right. Uh, oh my I, I got it almost perfect. Oh, thank you, Kurt. That's the best. You know, I don't know how it sounded, but I'm singing it from the telephone, not the cell phone, like wow. the internet. So how did it sound? It sounded great. Cool. It sounded really good. <laughs> and that's one of my favorites. I know. So you, Kurt Vile, Matador recording artist. Yes. You're off the road now for a little bit, right? I've been off for like a, a yeah, a week, two and a half weeks. Uh, on Monday, though, we do fly to Australia t- to get back into it again, and uh, we'll see how that goes, you know. It'll be fine. Yeah. The whole band, you're taking them all down? Yeah, we uh, we definitely got pretty burnt out by the last tour. Everybody ready to kill each other, but uh, only I can kill anybody. Yeah. Because I'm the boss. Yes, you're the only one that can do any killing. Sort of like what you do over there. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not the boss over here. Well, okay. These guys, they, 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 I get no respect here, Kurt. No That's respect. That's true. Well you, can, well, you can kill them. They can't kill you. I watch I watch how you run that band. They're, they were all terrified. <laughs> the violators are running in fear. I actually learned a lot from my last boss at the brewery. He would say things like... Uh, Hey, Kurt, uh, your, your parents have any sons? Things like that. 
<laughs> or, or, or uh, he'd say, well, I guess we'll have to add this to the list of things Kurt can't do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do that kind of stuff to my band. Psychological. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's mind manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> Very effective. <laughs> Especially when you're away from home. Yeah. And- well, yeah, everybody's just losing their mind because they don't have their creature comforts or family or whatever, so it's uh, it really is Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's how you get in there, yeah. yeah. You wear them down. Yeah, you definitely uh, find a weak weak spot and just, that's where you bite. Yeah, well. <laughs> so you're going to Australia with these guys. Yeah. And then this year, you've said this year, you just you just dropped like some, some radio stuff, right? Didn't something come out this week? Um, good question. Wasn't there like a radio <laughs> session or something? Oh, there was a, yeah, there was a... A live, um, and it was solo with uh, that live um, KEXP thing. It turned out good. I, yeah, you know, solo was just on the fly. It turned out good. Yeah, stoked about that. But I wanted to come see you, honestly. But it, well, I guess we'll have to wait till I get back from Australia. Yeah, you, you get, get back. Gotta, you get wait. back. We'll get together. Yeah. So, so you wait this year. Are you gonna you what? What's the big What's the big plan for 2019? Well, honestly, I mean, we're we're on and off the road, and it's going good. And but I'm just really really having fun listening to all these bootleg cassettes at home and getting my studio together. And I don't know. I'm going to make some kind of Philly record, uh, uh, you know, at home at home as much as possible and stuff. But you know, we're on and off the road through. Uh, through the fall, for sure. You know, the violators are just gonna keep trying to violate. But uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Something beautiful's on the hor- on the horizon. Uh, you know, something something very Philly. You know, and uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna put out a bunch of EP, random EPs. But something very Philly is on the horizon. Yeah, it could uh, honestly, it could take two, three years, or it could take a year. <laughs> but you gotta let. I'm definitely thing. feeling. Feeling, feeling it at home, you know. Yeah, you're feeling Philly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's what's up with Paul? Paul, um, Jello man. After, I, you know, obviously I love him. He's my brother. But they they tried to make some Jello movie, and it was like literally thirty five percent me, and uh, it made me annoyed. And <laughs> I told them they can't use it. And I think I heard that they actually tried to send send it to. Uh, uh, Sundance, and they did that anyway, I think, but they it didn't get accepted. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's good because I would have sued him. <laughs> you know. uh-huh. but, but I'm sure, and actually, he's doing good. He um, he's doing like a Coachella thing, I heard, and it's like you know legit, <laughs> like shooting uh, Jello shots into the crowd and making Jello mural art. Um, I'm not, you know, I look forward to seeing him again, but uh, I took a little break. You know, once yeah. in a while, you got to take a little break from that guy. He runs hot. He runs hot. Yeah, he's really, he runs a little hot. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he runs hot. What do you mean? What What do you mean? I sent you a Jello uh, shirt in a wine in the box. Uh, wine in the box box. And uh, put, pour some Pop Rocks on it. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. That's what size shirt are you? What size shirt are you? <laughs> so he's just like, what size shirt are you? It's like, don't don't worry, I'm not gonna wear it. He's like, 
Salt peanuts. Salt, yeah. Salt, yeah, he's doing his, his salt peanuts. Actually, no, there's funny, the funny, what I love about Paul, he's the best with my parents. Like, he'll, he'll like just show up, right? Uh huh. He'll show up at home, not, they won't know those in, in the house, and like, hey Paul, and he's like, uh, he might sleep over, he's getting some food out of, his, out of the cabinets or whatever, and then and my dad will be like, well, we work today, Paul, and he's usually like, nowhere, and just keeps going, but one time he like, he's like, hey Paul, where are you working, and as he was walking out the door, just like, as he was getting in his van, he's like, Paul, where are you working, and he's like, somewhere, and then he just got in the van and left. <laughs> he's just, somewhere. It doesn't stop. <laughs> That he's a man of few words with the parents. Yeah, somewhere. But yeah, but look, he he, he probably they they probably at least get a discount on the Jello shots, right? Oh uh, yeah, I mean if they they don't drink, but uh, okay, if they did, no, they wouldn't get a discount. Oh no, they would. Okay, <laughs> Dad, what's I sure to you? <laughs> Twenty dollars. <laughs> you want some sunglasses with Kurt's name on them? Yeah. Yeah, the kind that are like a gray fog. You put them on, you're, you become depressed immediately. <laughs> so cheap. Yeah, the kind where you buy them, like, buy, like they're just in, like, 250 units or 500 units. Like, there's this zero. Like, that. You, your your eyes would probably get damaged by them. Yes, and your oh. inside, your psyche definitely yeah. gets damaged. Mike You're... just brought in a pair <laughs> of them. These are the Jello Man sunglasses that are, they're gonna, br- I, like I'm taking them out of the plastic, they almost, the plastic, they almost broke coming out of the plastic. <laughs> like yeah. that was almost too much of a stress test for these sunglasses. Yeah, can you imagine they just, you put them on your face? In the sun, and they just like fall into a million pieces, and it's like the the last straw on your like completely depleted Coachella madness nightmare. Yeah, these uh, weekend wherever it's going to be so awesome, then you just completely de- deplete the serotonin, and then you just put on these sunglasses, baking in the desert, and then they fall apart yeah. into a million pieces, and then you just yeah, no, he's you just he's, give he's, up right there. They're basically three D glasses. Is what they are. He's basically selling 3D glasses with his own name on them. Yeah, and these would be the final straw. You, this would make you just be like, I think I'm going home. I'm going back to my tent. They call that Suicide Monday. Okay, V. Third <laughs> vial. It's good to talk to you, man. I miss talk you. to you, buddy. I miss you, too. I'll see you soon. Yeah, bro. All right, you take care. All right, man. All right, bye. Thank you, bye. KV, Kurt Vile. You never know who's going to call in on this thing, right? See that, Mike? Yeah. Surprise. Nurkic. Yeah, it was great. You should have seen it. It was great. Oh, yeah, his leg. His leg split in half. Troubling. I'm told uh, to go to line the hotline. Best show, hi. Hello. Hello, is this Mike? Oh yes, Mike. Mike, welcome, Mike. Why? What's your hey. what's your na- full name, Mike? Oh, uh, Michael. 
okay. I knew Mike was short for Michael. Um, oh, oh, full, full name. Michael Gregory Bradowski. Okay. And you are the, your pa, what are you, pals? How would you call your relationship with the superstar cat Lil Bub? Pals? Um, are you pals? Yeah, you know, it's a multifaceted relationship, but, um, we're very good friends. But I'm also sort of her, uh, well, she's my boss in a way. Okay. You know, like when you're friends with your boss, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. When you take, when you take naps with your boss and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, I don't exactly know what that's like, but, uh. One day, maybe. So you, though, are, um, you and Lil Bub, for, and people who know Lil Bub, the superstar cat, Lil Bub is uh, a cat that you you met at a, a rescue. No, oh, actually, no, not quite. No, yeah, she um she was found in a tool shed. That's right. In rural Indiana, as a feral kitten, by my best friends, girlfriends, sisters, roommates, boyfriends, mom. Okay. And at about six weeks, and she was different, and she couldn't nurse, so this lady bottle fed her, and then tried to find her a home, because she couldn't take on any more cats, I guess. Yeah. And she bounced around. I didn't know anything about her at this time, but I guess she bounced around at my friend's girlfriend's sister's house, and then with another friend of mine. And everyone sort of passed on her. She was a very unique cat. And you could tell, you know, she wasn't normal. It would probably need some uh, some care, you know, yes. some help getting through things. Uh, and that's when they, no one was ready to take on taking care of her. And that's when my friend texted me a photo of her. I had four other rescue cats, all sort of misfit cats. Um and when I saw this photo of Bub, I was, I couldn't resist, I didn't want another cat, and uh, but I couldn't resist meeting her, because she looked like uh, Gizmo meets Snuggles the Bear. Yeah, very but, cute cat. Very cute and extremely, like, unique, there's something about her that is just, mm-hmm. she looks weird, she looks weird and cute and funny, but there's like this uh, magic about her. Which I was like, I have to meet. I just I wanted to meet her the same way people want to meet her now, you know. Yeah. Um, but then this cat, then, this cat, little bub, you, you, this cat's in a tool shed. You turn around, and suddenly, little bub is a superstar. Yeah, it's one of the greatest American success stories. And this is like, I mean, like there's like a move, like a there was like a Christmas movie, right? I don't even know. No, uh, the Hallmark movie was with Grumpy Cat. No, but, but there was there a Hallmark was a, movie, a Hallmark, like on the Hallmark channel. You you are thinking of Grumpy Cat, which is okay. That's what? fine. Um, yeah. But she oh, had a no. Vice documentary. Yeah. She had a documentary that Vice made, and then she had an Animal Planet special. Okay. That starred Andrew W.K. and Amy Sedaris called and, Little Bub's Special Special. And Little Bub. Yeah, it's going to be the weirdest show. It aired once ever. But this is look that aired. 
that happened. We're talking about now. Yeah. You tell me, Mike, a.k.a. Michael, <laughs> you tell me about what is Catsbury Park? What on earth is that? What on earth is that? Well, let me tell you. It takes place in Asbury Park, and it's hosted by uh, the folks that run Casbury Park Cat Cafe, which is a phenomenal uh, not-for-profit cat cafe that adopts out a lot of cats. And what they've done is created a cat conference that is extremely fun to be at. And you have to understand, <clears throat> Bob and I have been to every cat conference in the past six years, and there's a lot of them now. And some of them, you know, are okay, and some of them are good, and some of them aren't. But this one's, like, genuinely fun to be at. Uh, DJ, Jamie, and Jake are all really cool folks. Um, and when is this happening? When is Catsbury Park happening? So it's April 13th and 14th. Okay. And uh, so it's coming up. It's in Asbury Park, New Jersey. So next and weekend. Next weekend. Is, is that right? Is it next weekend? Not this weekend, but the weekend after. That's yes, right. Yeah, that is right. Not this coming weekend. The weekend after, Catsbury Park. And who's yeah. going to be at this? Who's going to be at Catsbury Park? A lot of people are going to be there. A lot of, I don't know how many cats are going to be there. You know, it's like a cat convention, so you can go, you, there's like a place to adopt cats. There's a lot of cool, like, booths. I think you get cat tattoos and all them. All the money benefits um, homeless pets, which is what's really great about okay. it. But um, the big thing that, that Bub's doing there is uh, Little Bub's Big Show live. Some people may be familiar with Little Bub's Big Show, the web series, where it's basically a talk show, late, late night talk show like Conan or Letterman, mm -hmm. but it's hosted by Bub and she interviews celebrity guests. So she's interviewed yeah. Whoopi Goldberg and Michelle Obama and stuff. And of and course, all, people know you have a psychic connection to Lil Bub. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and so she, when we do it live, so that's the web series, but when we do it live, which is a very rare thing to do, we actually have a live talk show that Bub hosts. And uh, people are, don't believe it, but it's true. And she sits at her desk and she interviews guests. And at Casbury Park, we're bringing it back after four years of hiatus because um, she has the opportunity to interview Fred Armisen, Steve Albini, and Kelly Deal, and Blasco, uh, Ozzy's bass player. So basically her four favorite people in the entire planet besides myself and her family. So, she gets the interview. So, in these the so, so next weekend at this Catsbury Park thing, it's going to be Fred Armisen, Steve Albini, Kelly Deal from the Breeders, and then some metal dude. Yeah, uh, Blasco. He was a huge cat advocate and a killer bass player. Advocate. Yeah. And right. here's the thing. I I whoever's listening here, you, I know your interest is piqued because this is probably the most insane thing you could ever attend in your entire life. What do you mean, a cat it's, interviewing Steve Albini? Yeah. How could, what would be insane about that, about going to watch Steve <laughs> Albini get interviewed by a cat? Man, it doesn't get much crazy. Not just a cat, but a, a magical space cat. Um, yes, of course. Well, that goes without saying that Lil Bub's a magical space cat. 
It's going to be a pretty amazing thing. So I, I didn't want to, I don't want to spoil, there's a surprise. Okay. That you don't want to miss. But let's just say, let's picture the four guests doing something together that is even more insane than getting interviewed by a magical space cat. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, no, okay. That's all we got to say. Not going to name, not going to piece of pieces together. And it's but not, it's, like, it's not perverted, you sickos. Well, you're the only one saying that, Mike. Nobody was, everybody else was figuring out what they're actually going to be doing. You're right. Now they're thinking about that. Damn it. I screwed up. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this, Mike. Okay. I only wish there was a website where you could get all this information at for Catsbury Park. I oh, only, let me see. I, I, only I have this other website that I use often. It's called a gargle or something. Google. Okay. And I'm going to, let's see here, Catsbury. I think there's a website. Yep, it is Catsbury. No, let me try that again. Okay. com. Okay. And that's, I believe if you go there. Yep, you can get tickets through there. Uh, when you go there on the sort of on the right, it says Little Bub Big Show Ticket. If you click on that, you probably get more info. So I'm looking at this CatsburyConvention.com, and this is a cat charity thing. Like a, like the money goes to help cat like uh sh- oh, yeah. like homeless cats, right? Right. And it's all kinds of all kinds of fun cat stuff going on, and cat you said cat tattoos. Or as cat, cat. I believe so. I, they had that last year. I hope they have it this year. Those would be cat. Tunes. They have some. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. and then there's going to be a big thing where Lil Bub does the talk show, and then uh, talks to Steve Albini and Fred Armisen and Kelly Deal and some metal guy. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And there's surprises. And definitely. surprises. Oh yeah. I gotta say, if you're in New Jersey or New York or Philadelphia, you want to go. You like cats. You go to this next weekend, you get to have some fun, and then you get to help out cats, too. Yeah, here's the thing. You can, Even if you don't like cats, you will probably like this. I mean... Okay. Right? I don't know. I, I mean, I, so. I can't tell you what you are going to or not going to like. Yeah. But, but there's only one I way to find out, is to go check it out, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And uh, the other thing is you don't actually... For the big show, you don't actually need to go to the conference you can it's a sort of a standalone event okay um so you can if the only thing you want to do that weekend is mm-hmm. see a magical space cat mm-hmm. interview yeah fred armison and steve albini and so you so you guy. can go a la carte or a la cat <laughs> <laughs> you, you should be on the show yeah I, sure i should have been but um you got uh bosco <laughs> is on it though don't worry bosco is there the metal dude yeah, why would you get a New Jersey uh, guy? No, no reason. Not, no, no, no reason. Um, but no, this is great. You get to go see uh, Lil Bub talk to Steve Albini. This sounds like a real hoot, and uh, people should check it out. I hope they do. And thank you, Mike, pal of Lil Bub. And it, well, hey, thanks for having us back on the show. It's course. always fun. It's always it's always fun. Blasco, not Bosco. No, yeah, but Bosco's a cool name. Yeah. Well, Mike, I look forward. Hopefully I get to see you at the Catsbury Park uh, Cat Convention. And, uh, yeah. And, and thanks for calling in. 
Thanks a lot, Tom. All right. You have a great night. All right. See you too. Bye. Bye. You want to go down with me on that, Mike? Yeah. You're bringing me too busy watching the uh, video of Gurkic breaking his uh, leg. He should have seen it. Everyone and everyone cheered. Best show. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's Connor from Montreal. Connor from Montreal. What's up, Connor? Oh, nothing much, nothing much. That was a real blessing to uh, hear that Kurt Vile song. Yeah, I know. That was, uh, and it sounded great. That's a, that's the kind of thing that would be on like a bootleg. Like, like yeah. you'd see that on a bootleg, that him calling a radio show and, and that being on, yeah, that's the kind of thing. That's a, that's a highlight. I was uh, holding my boombox up to the laptop, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, Connor. Um, There's other ways of recording things these days now, but I'm glad you yeah. held your boombox up. Look, you get it, you get it how you get it. What's up, yeah, buddy? Yeah. What's up? Oh, um, nothing much, nothing much. Uh, just happy to call in, and I was wondering if I could get the list started for uh, top fifty weirdos. Yeah, give me a weirdo for the top fifty of all time. Bong actually reminded me, but I'm gonna say Jonathan Richmond. Jonathan Richmond. No, I'm not putting yeah, I, him on it. I, I mean, know. I'm not meaning that. Put him at 49. He might get bounced. Yeah, I mean, that's completely fair. Uh, I don't mean it's his spider with <laughs> up the water spout. I don't know. I don't get it. One, that's a one and that's a that's a one and done dude, man. One perfect yeah. album. One perfect album. The, he got touched, he got touched by the he got touched by the the hands of fate on that one album. Everything mm-hmm. thing since that was uh, Mary had a little lamb and Calypso. Yeah, and Calypso. Thank you. <laughs> All right. How are things in Montreal? Anyway. What are you What are you What are you doing? Uh, nothing much. All I right. just had a okay, goodbye. Then. Best show. Uh, Hi. Oh, hey, Tom. Yeah, hey. Hey, uh, sorry. Hey, it's Matt from Reno. How are you? Matt from where? Reno, Nevada. Matt from Reno. This is the guy who hates Reno 911. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan. The guy was offended by their portrayal of... uh, of their of your uh, of your neighborhood of, of your backyard. Yeah, it's worth it for you to do a Thomas Lennon impression, though. Well, I might do it again. I might not. So, what's up, buddy? I got um, two weirdos, and I'm really excited because I really wanted to get in on the Night of a Thousand Pardos with a musical guest. Yeah, what do you got? And I I wanted to combine these two. So, do you mind if I give you two? Go ahead. All right. Uh, first one's Gary Young. Gary Young from Pavement, uh, 30, 37. That's awesome. Original Pavement drummer who would brush his teeth on stage. And throw food at people and, uh, also had a, uh, solo career. Plant Man. Plant Hit us on Plant Man. Plant Man. No, not the Plant Man. Grounds. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the other one is, uh, Bez. No, he's not going on the list. From Happy Mondays? 
Yeah, the dancing guy. Yeah, no, he's dance. What, are we going to put the guy from uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones on next? No. <laughs> Fair enough. As long as Gary Young's in the mix. We got one on. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Best show. Okay. Hey, this is Nick from Albuquerque. What are you? This is a police. You're calling it a police car? What's going on? Uh, ten one. No, no, I was on speaker. I'm sorry, Tom. That's all right. You sound like you sound like a cop, though. You got a cop, a cop type presence to you. Baseball has more cop looking dudes in it than any other sport, right? Or football? Definitely not soccer. But no, I, I think baseball has the that mustache. Like they I don't, think so. They don't have that mustache in football anymore. No, I agree. Here, I don't know. I just looked at a Mets baseball card. The guy had a mustache on it. So yeah, I think you're right. I think we, you're on well, You collect baseball cards? Yeah, well, I used to, but I I, uh, I got them for my. What's your, what's your rarest card? What's your rarest card? Um. Let me see. Well, I have a pack of Beatles cards, but that doesn't count. Uh, my rarest card is a Dave Gallagher New York Mets from, uh, let's see, 93. Okay. That's your rarest one? A Dave Gallagher card? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I, yeah. He's got a mustache on it, so that raises the value, but I don't have any. So your, cause your card collection is worthless, then, is what you're saying. Because you have a Dave Gallagher. That's the centerpiece of your collection, a Dave Gallagher card. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Dave Gallagher, my Mets card, and my Padres card. Big Dave Gallagher fan. Mm Mm-hmm. The third Oasis brother. You got me on that one. I was so close to hanging up on you. Then (laughs) then you said that. You, You pulled it out. At the last second, the third Oasis, yeah. brother. It's yeah. not even funny. I don't know why I'm laughing at it. It's not funny. It's dumb, what you just said, but you caught me. I caught you by surprise, right? Well, I mean, it caught me by surprise when the third one was an American baseball player, not a British musician. All right, now you're losing it again. Get off the phone. Best show, hi. Hey. Hello? Sorry. Hello, hi. Hi. Hi, Welcome to the best show. It's Jefferson from Texas. Jefferson. Not a popular caller. (laughs) Not a popular caller. That scans. This guy's been calling for a long time, never got traction. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't. I was waiting for. I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. You're a great caller. Thank you, sir. What's up, Jefferson? Uh, I have a couple for the topic. The topic being the top fifty weirdos of all time. Who do you got? Uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore, comic book writer and shut-in. Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah, famous wizard. Famous uh, uh, agoraphobic wizard. Mm-hmm. 46. I'm still not sold Ooh. on him. Okay. Is that it? Uh, I, also have, no, I also have his nemesis, Grant Morrison. No, I'm not putting him on the list. Okay, no, Grant Morrison. 
Uh, last one, Stephen Sondheim. Mm. A little fussy. A little too successful like, to be a. I'm, I'm going to say he doesn't. He's, he he he, yeah. he transcended being a weirdo and is. Uh, if you're if you're too successful, mm-hmm. then it just becomes like charming charming uh, uh, personality uniqueness of a of a super successful person. Mm, yeah, it's like an affect. Not even an affect, just the kind of thing that differentiates uh, a person to be, to what made them wildly successful. Right. Weirdos got a kind. Weirdo should pay the price a little bit for their weirdness. Mm. Like they they should they get a little famous or a little successful, but the weirdo quality keeps them keeps them from transcending. And I say him as a as for there right. that is a, there are many lady weirdos we'll be talking about. All right. I'm trying to think of it. Yes, sir. You're not going to think about it on the spot. Get off my phone. Yeah, these complicants. Somebody just sent a picture of Don Manningly. It's a con- well, it's studio sent it. Somebody sent it. It's seven feet away. Yeah, a lot of complicant uh, baseball players. Should... I want you to bring what uh Josh Cantor in. Superstar. Speaking of baseball. It's the start of the baseball season. Mike likes baseball. Who's your team again, Mike? The Mets. The Mets. Mike likes the Mets. Now when you were a kid, uh Jason, you did not have a baseball team where you were, right? I was in between baseball teams, so uh-huh. I was kind of... Because in West Virginia, there was no, like... We were like if we even had baseballs. Uh-huh. Like the actual, know? an actual baseball. The actual ball. Yeah. Yeah. What would you, what would you do? Go to the Crick and get like a rock? Or coal. Or coal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a really nice sure. chunk of coal. Sure. Yeah. And what would you hit it with? Uh, just a twig. Okay. Just, I'd get a switch off sure. of Grandma's tree. You'd pick a switch off and, and, you'd, uh, and then you'd be... Playing baseball. Yeah. Right? That's what we did. Sure. Um, so you'd go like the swimming hole? You'd get the a... Swimming hole. We'd play near the swimming hole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'd play on the coal mine property. Okay. And some nice fields for sure. uh, family picnics and stuff. What would... Was there a minor league team down there? Uh, well, minor league. Uh-huh. It was all made was, of minors. Oh, of all children. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, of actual minors. Well, of actual both, minors. really, because that's who's working was, the So mine. it was literally a minor league because it was people working the mines yeah. played in the league. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. You should do something with your with your upbringing in West Virginia. got to talk about that West Virginia life. I will. Right? I will. West Virginia, right? Mountain yeah. mama. Yeah. Take me home. Oh, look at that. Is that on? That's, yeah, that's on. How do we get that on the board? You got it on the board. It is? Should what be? channel? Yeah. Oh, keys. keys. Oh, it's the one that says keys on it. <laughs> I should have just got... Well, how's that song go again? What? Country Road. It's like, just got in from Illinois. Locked the front door. No, that's... uh. Credence. <laughs> West Virginia. But you grew up in 
not the state of West Virginia. You grew up in I grew up in West Southwest Virginia. Virginia. Yes. The Commonwealth of Virginia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right, get out. I will. You know why you should get out? Because I got a Josh Cantor. I know. You know who he is? He's the organist for the Reds, the Boston Red Sox. That's what I've heard. How many teams are there? How many teams are there in baseball, Jason? Can you guess how How many many teams teams in baseball? Yeah, in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Thirty-seven. No, way too high. Way Way too too high. high. Way too high. Twenty-three. Way too low. Way too low. Josh. If you split the difference. 31? Or 30. 30? Yeah. There's 30 teams. There's 30. Great, great one. Yeah. Great. Who's your favorite team, Josh? My favorite team uh, is the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I would hope so. Well, the- when I was a young boy, my favorite team was the Atlanta Braves because I lived near there. Uh-huh. And then when I was in high school, I liked the White Sox a lot. I was living in the Chicago area at that time. Okay. I've been in Boston almost 30 years now. And uh, I've really loved the Red Sox that whole that whole run. And they became your team. They became my team, and then later they became my employer. Yeah. How does that happen? Because, look, I'm not going to say this. You play keys, you're, you're a, a, a whiz. You're a whiz. Right? Uh, I, I'm okay. I'm pretty good. No, you're a whiz. You can say it. Thank you. All right. Yep. Yeah. He's a keyboard. He's not a singer. I know. He's not. You think he's going to do the? I was watching the video for Ebony and Ivory, right? The yeah. the music video for that, and it's like they show it's like starts off with Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder and they're playing, and then then it cuts to this thing where there's the band going, like it's got a whole band, and the band is comprised of Paul McCartney on like bass, I think he's playing, Stevie Wonder on keys, and then behind him ten Paul McCartneys. Like, like when he would do that thing where he played all the instruments, like they like comp them in one at a time. Yeah, it's him drumming. That's and like stuff. the coming up video, right? Yeah, it's like that. But it's like there were multiple Paul McCartney. There was only one Stevie Wonder. He didn't think to throw the dude in another setup and be like, "Hey, Stevie, want you? What happens if you you play the triangle for this thing?" There's one Stevie Wonder. Eleven Paul McCartney's. That's because they, they cut the harmonica track out. They cut, so, yeah. yeah. And there's other guys just like clapping and and having a good time that are not Stevie Wonder. It's like he could have done that. It was outrageous. So where were we? We're talking about the key keyboard. You're a whiz, obviously, but. It's, this is not like some thing. This is, there are other, there are other people who, who are whizzes in, in, in the New England area. How did you break out of the pack and become the organist for the Boston Red Sox? Um, I mean, I think, you know, as with like any situation where somebody gets a rare gig that they really are excited to have, um, you have to be a little good and you have to be a little lucky. There's a lot of right place, right time that's involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely organ players who can play circles around me, like maybe in classical repertoire or in church repertoire. Um, I am afflicted with this skill of being able to learn a lot of pop tunes really fast on the fly by ear. Okay. That translates well to baseball. I know all the weird rules of baseball so I can follow the action and sure. that's, so those are like the, 
the the you know the the skills. That's like the the tools in the toolbox that all add up to making you the right person for the job. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you've been doing it for how long now? Uh, next week I will be starting season seventeen. Wow, yeah, it's very exciting. And it's exciting next. Uh, this season is an exciting. It starts off exciting for for you. Yeah. Well, the first home game is going to be uh, a week from today, Tuesday afternoon, and um, there's going to be a big uh, pregame ceremony to commemorate the World Series championship from last October. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it should be lots of fun. I've just begun to have some phone calls and emails. Um, among my colleagues in the audio video department to kind of get ready the, the work that we're going to be um, putting together for that ceremony. Yeah. Cause you'll be playing for the, uh, for the whole, for this exciting, were they going to give rings? They give rings. The, uh, the ball players are going to get rings on the field as part of that ceremony. Okay. And most of them are, they mostly have the same the exact same players as last year. So all the guys who, you know, we'll be there. We'll, we'll be the guys who were there last year. That's exciting because then they 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 are. Uh, it's not like they're opening a, a FedEx envelope with right. their ring in it. Right. Sometimes they'll do. Um, I think what they try to do if the players on another team that's coming through town later in mm-hmm. the year is that they will hold it for them, and then when they come, like say in June, as a member of uh, the the athletics, um, yes. then they'll do just sort of like a little private. Uh, ceremony, you know, before a game, they'll just meet them in the clubhouse with their old teammates and say, thank you for your contribution. Here's your ring and we wish you the best with your yes. new team. Yes. Well, that's, but this is exciting that most everybody's there. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of rings and you, how many rings do you have? Um, well, I've been there now for four World Series championships, which is super thrilling. And um, the first two times, I did not get a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some criteria for who's considered a, a worthy contributor to the team's success. Yeah. Um, and then the third time, um, I guess maybe they threw me a bone. They did give me a ring um, for the third championship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fourth one oh, is, um, I guess it's, it. well, I guess it's TBD, but I, oh. it, it seems. I, I, I don't know. It's it seems likely, but I, I'm not certain yet. Oh, you got to get a ring. I'm telling you, if you don't get a ring, I'm going to send Mike up there. He'll do what he did to Gurkic. He was so weird with that. Because he doesn't even like basketball. Did you see this play? Gurkic, his leg folded in half. It was great. And the ref stepped on him. I never heard him more excited about basketball than when the, the guy's leg went at a 90 degree angle. Creepy. It's creepy. At best, it's creepy, Josh Cantor. I couldn't bring myself to watch it because everyone said it was so gruesome. Oh, I never saw it. I never saw it. Now some creep's going to send it to me and be like, be like. Check out this cute cat gift. Yeah, exactly. I'll just watch it and be like. (laughs) Oh, no. Now, Josh Cantor. Yes, sir. You, Boston Red Sox organist. Mm -hmm. 81 games. It's 81 home games every season plus, um, playoff games if the team, if we're lucky enough that the team goes to the playoffs, which mm-hmm. they have done a number of times in the years that I've been there. This year's a little peculiar because they're playing two quote unquote home games in London. Okay. In late June, mm-hmm. um, against the New York Yankees. They're trying to, they're sending some marquee franchises over there to try to market the game overseas. 
And um, and I I don't think I'll be going to those games because okay. I think that is being run by the league rather than by the franchises. Sure. So, so, you so will... I'll have a couple days off this summer. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. That's good. Yeah. But it's also uh, but you're there. You're there. Any any time it's at 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 at, at uh, Fenway Park, you're there. Yeah, I've done all the I've done all the Fenway Park regular season and postseason games um, since 2003. And now you're like a you're like a a good luck charm because you showed up. The next thing you know, they start winning. They <laughs> um, win for a hundred years. This dude walks in the door. The next year, they got championship. They, uh, I mean. I maybe I think they were my good luck charm because I I came in the same week as um David Ortiz and he 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 contributed pretty substantially I think to those a lot of those uh clutch victories. I'm just going to say they had plenty of people who also could have could have brought home the glory but suddenly one guy walks in four championships later what what's up is all I'll say. <laughs> just think about it that way. Jim Rice was also a pretty impressive baseball player. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Ted Williams. Yeah. But it took Josh Cantor to bring home the glory four times. Oh, brother. What? Hey, Mike. Yeah. What did Ted Williams, what did Josh Cantor do four times that Ted Williams didn't do once? Yeah. Yeah. Brought home a Red Sox championship. This is making you crawl out of your skin. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Doing no, no, that. it's okay. Um, now you, the, a guy called before. If people have questions for Josh, it's 201-332-3484. And, uh, you're actually on tour with your friend, your friend Casey Neal. That's correct. We're oh. doing a little Northeast run, the, this week, um, to, just to uh, have some fun playing. He's, we'll, here, he's here from the Pacific Northwest. We'll bring him in uh, later in Great. the show. And uh, what did that guy call about? He wanted to know is a guy called early. He's had two questions. He said, is there some walk up music that you've been dying to play for someone? Because um, when the players walk to when they're at bat, yeah, you'll you'll often play a little song. Yeah. Well, so usually, you know, the way it's worked the last several years is that the, the home team players I think it's this way in most ballparks. They sort of pick the song that they want to hear, something that prepares them uh, psychologically for the at-bat or makes a theatrical entrance or gets the crowd revved up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – and and they – you know, I think maybe with the exception of like one or two guys over the many years, they, they always request, um, you know, recorded tracks. So okay. the DJ, uh, my friend, TJ Connolly, he, he plays those. Um and then, you know, occasionally I might do, um, little walk-ups, like for a visiting player or something. Maybe it's just at the start of the inning. So. Sure. Yeah. And like, what's a, what's a song? Like, what's, what's one you, uh, the, a regular one in the repertoire? Um, there aren't really any that are regular, but it's just, it might be something sort of silly. Like it's, maybe it's a play on words of the, of the, the batter's name okay. or something. Like sure. they did, um, uh, there's a player on the, on Cleveland. A couple of years ago, named Bourne, mm-hmm. Michael Bourne, I think. I okay. can't remember. Um, so, uh, and it happened to be um, Gay Pride Night at the ballpark, and so I played Bourne This Way by okay. Lady Gaga when he came up to bat. Sure. Yeah. What would you think about this? As well, I'm going to give you some potential walk-up music. Great. What do you think if this was my walk-up music? Yeah. 
I set the mood a little too long already. I would have to walk very slow. Yes, and the league only allows you 15 seconds on okay. Well, we just passed the 20-second mark yeah. on this. You think this is still too long? Like, I couldn't walk up this. Would be, I, what if I just, like, made, like, I forgot something and then walked Oh, back. and then you had to, like, go, you're like, yeah. oh, the donut is still stuck on the <laughs> yes, back. Yes, exactly. And then, oh, I forgot to tie my shoe. Yeah. yeah. This is still too, yeah, this is kind of long. At this point, yeah, it would have to be, like, time every single time went back. And then I'd be like, okay, now I'm ready to walk up. Um, yeah, this might be a little too long. Yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta hit him with a hook pretty close to the top. Yeah, so this one minute. What about this part? No. I mean, this could be like for your retirement ceremony when they, when they retire your number and they do a whole, like, you know, uh, event just for you. So you think me walking out to Watcher of the Skies by Genesis is not an appropriate choice? Uh, not, not for an at bat. Okay. Maybe if you were a relief pitcher and you have like two minutes to stroll in from the bullpen sure, and for your warm up pitches, that then, makes sense. Yeah. Well, what about this part? So this is the part I thought it would be more like. And then I have a mic and my watcher. What if I had like a headset and sang a little bit of it? Yeah, you just had like a little wireless <laughs> yeah. job. No. That was piped into the PA. Okay. You don't think? I, I'm for it. Okay. Hmm. I, I like that part of the song. What would be other good walk up music? How about this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. How about this? This would be my walk-up music. It's a uh, dark star from uh, Live Dead. Oh yeah. Twenty-three minute walk-up music. Yeah, that's, that'd be good. It's um. The Grateful Dead put this out and said, "This is the when we started playing." Listen to this. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox. Mike's asking about the Grateful Dead night that uh-huh. the Red Sox once a year. The Red Sox do this sort of like Grateful Dead theme mm-hmm. um, for. They basically have like a little section of Deadhead fans who can all get together and hang out and enjoy the game together. Um, sure. And usually, I'll throw them a bone and play a couple of Dead tunes for them. Yeah. Yeah, you throw them a bone. Yeah, look, I'm not saying they should round the they should round that crew up as soon as they leave the stadium yeah. and arrest them on general principle. That's what I would do. The problem uh, is I play like the the popular mm-hmm. ones so that other people besides sure. them will recognize the song, and then they get mad mm-hmm. at me for playing the stuff that's too popular. Yeah. Hey man, hey man, why don't you play uh, Sugarloaf Magnolia from from uh. From Barrington College, uh, May 3rd, 1974. Yep. Like they wanted you to play a specific version yeah, of right. a song. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The one that's out of tune and keeps slowing down and speeding up and. Yeah. Yeah. Let me find some other walk up music. What, uh, what would be a good, 
Let's see. What about that? Uh, hmm. How about this as walk-up music? How would this go over? The other thing is I also have to get relatively pumped also is the goal. Perhaps, but it's, you know, each, each player kind of has their own um, purpose for it. Sometimes it's to pump themselves, sometimes it's to pump the crowd and feed off of that. Sure. Sometimes it's, um, uh, in you know, okay. something to try to intimidate the opponent. Okay. Yeah, like you could play like the, mm-hmm. the maybe if you played the poem at the end of that. That might do. Yeah, just a poem. Yeah. What about this? Batting next. I'm doing the Yankee dude. Oh, yeah. What's the Red Sox guy sound like? Um, he sounds like, uh, I don't know. He just, he has a nice rich baritone. Okay. But left field. What would I be? Center field? Center field. Sure. Center fielder. Top Shopley. Porcupine pie, porcupine pie, porcupine pie. Vanilla soup. A double scoop, please. No, maybe I want, maybe. I really, I would have, I would see if I could get a headset and could sing as I went to the plate. That could, you could like kind of revolutionize the game with that, I think. Because it's entertainment. That's right. Right, I'm just trying to say it's just a it's just a show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, some of the guys are particularly good at picking songs that are like very conducive to like sort of big crowd drunken sing-alongs, mm-hmm. um, and those are very entertaining. You know, it'd be a good one to come out to. And then I'll like point like I'm gonna hit a home run. So what? It, what the guy, the other guy wanted to also know if you had ever uh, played a thing that you think tipped the game or got the crowd like, super excited, and then the game, uh, then they won. Um, like what's a moment that you yeah. feel like was the most? Not it, uh, look. I'm not gonna say. I don't. I, I know you're not gonna say like. Yeah, I won the game right. by playing the <laughs> yeah. song. Was there a moment where you played a thing and everything was synchronized and it felt magic? Um, yeah, there have been times where, like, you know, I played a song that was a fun song and people sang along and then something good happened in the game. I don't think that the song was part of, was, uh, was a cause of it, but maybe for some people the experience of that joyous moment, the song is, like, associated okay. with it for them. I've had people tell me that, that they're like, oh, it was great, like, you played the song and then the guy hit the, you know, the double and it was cool. And Is there one you remember? <clears throat> or Um... I had, uh, oh man, yeah, there was one where I played a, a Sly Stone song, and I, I can't remember now which one it was. It just, it just felt good, and I played it, and some people were singing along, and then the guy, the Red Sox guy came up and hit a big home run. And then everybody went bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Have you ever been to Fenway Park? No. It's nice. You should go. Yeah, I know. It's a nice, uh, actually, I don't know, are you, are you allowed? What's what's your what's your situation of getting into venues? It's still good. <laughs> it's still good. Okay. 
Man, what would be my walk-up music? That's a good question. What about this? Right now! Right now! Oh, I can't do that. That has a curse in it. Can't, you can't have curses in your walk-up music. Uh, no, assuming. you can't. They're very specific about that. There were, it happened one time by accident, and ever since then, they really um, have have cracked down on it. And mm-hmm. uh, so the DJ oftentimes has to sort of s- screen the songs in advance to make okay. sure. Or sometimes he can edit out if it's a little a minor swear or something. And then, you know, a lot of the players are native Spanish speakers, mm-hmm. so they'll send him lyrics that are in Spanish. And his Spanish is not too good, but my Spanish is pretty good, so sometimes I will mm-hmm. screen those for him and let him know mm-hmm. whether it's clean or dirty or maybe on the line. Sure. Yeah. What if this was my walk-up music? I that I... It's not on my computer. Oh, here we go. No, here it is. What about this? Batting next. I'm still doing the Yankee Yankees guy. guy, yeah. Center fielder, Tom Sharpling. Oh, wait. What happened? My day, JD in the straight shot is gone? Oh, God. <laughs> what happened? iTunes. Stupid iTunes. It was a mercy deletion. <laughs> I'd walk out to the uh, the band that the owner of the uh the owner of the uh New York, the the New York uh, Knicks and Madison Square Garden has. Yeah. No. Mike, what could I walk out to? I don't know, I mean, what's something like triumphant? What's something like this when you listen good. in the car you feel triumphant? This. Oh yeah. Right. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. They're behind the- right, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah. Come out to some em- Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. There'd be a few prog, a prog uh, heads go, yeah, man. Yeah, especially right? like if you're the leadoff hitter, you know, and it's like the show's yeah. about to start. Yeah, the show's yeah. about to start. Yeah. And then I get... And then I never get a hit. Like I'm the guy, like I'm the worst. Yeah. Like it's just like, I'm like swinging the bat around like I'm going to be great. Yeah. And then that's the show that never ends. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. What's that, Mike? All right. Clear your throat. What's going on? A little too much of that, uh, Kirkland light out there. Let's take some calls. Are there any of these calls good, Mike? Line three. Best show. Hi. Hey, I had a question for Josh. And what's your name? Uh, this is Tyler from Brooklyn. Tyler from Brooklyn. Uh, you're on with Josh. Can you hear this guy? Hi, Tyler. I can I can hear it, I think, well enough. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm actually on a flight right now, so uh, I can understand if it doesn't sound that great. Uh, I'm go. actually heading to Boston for the next first time uh, next week, and I'll be going to Fenway. Is there anything I should be... You know, doing that I wouldn't otherwise see at the park that, uh, stands out to you? I, I didn't catch the very last part of that. Is there any part about Fenway that's what? Oh, j- that, uh, stands out to you if, uh, any, oh, I, I mean, um, known. So you've never been there the before? Never. Okay. I mean, it's the oldest, um, major league park that's still standing. It's 107 years old. So there's a lot of, um, terrific history there. And there are a lot of little ghosts. Yeah, there's ghosts for sure, especially inside the left field wall. Most of them are friendly. Uh huh. Um, Have you but- seen a ghost? <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, no. This might lose you your job. You'd be no. like, oh, that's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, oh yeah, that place is super haunted. 
Um, <laughs> but but uh, Tyler, I will say there are a lot of um, sort of like cool little Easter eggs around the park that um, that uh, reference a lot of those historical points and historical moments. And so you know, keep your eyes peeled. There's a lot of plaques around that people don't read, but they're pretty interesting. I think if you read them, they give you a lot of context. And um, and also just ask like. If you ask ushers there and and um, customer service people, they they love it when people ask, and they're very good at giving good customer service and and telling people, you know, making sure that people who are there for the first time are are appreciating some of the stuff that they might not otherwise catch. That's my advice. Okay, awesome. Right. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. All right, all right, that's nice. It really is a nice uh, baseball stadium to go to. Very, it's very, and every, it seems like all the, it's like it's very close. Like everything is, like you're in the action. Yeah, for a, for a, you know, for a major league facility, it, it, it feels intimate. Mm hmm. Yeah. Who's good here, Mike? Two and, two and four. Oh boy, what's up with the. Sorry, <clears throat> two and four. Best Shao, hi. Hi, Tom, how are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Evan in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. How are you, Evan? You're on with uh, Josh Cantor. Good. Hi, Josh. Hey, Evan. Did we meet or have a discussion about you playing organ for a youth hockey team or something? I wish. That would be amazing, but no, okay. I'm sorry we didn't. I'm thinking of somebody else. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I do have a question for you, though, Josh. Yeah. Is there um, an artist or a particular song... That if requested, you know, say management asks you to play this song for somebody or or somebody personnel or player asks you to play something, is there any song that you would quit your job over and refuse to play? Um, you mean because I thought it was a terrible song? Just out of pure principle for any reason, yes. Oh, I mean, if something was like horribly sexist or racist, I would definitely yeah. not play it, but I don't think that anyone would come to me and insist yeah. that I do that. Yeah, so. play this. Josh, you gotta play this racist song. <laughs> what do you think it is? It's a, it's, it's a baseball game. It's, it's, yeah. it's meant for everybody. Like, their uh, management's gonna come to him and want him to play something horribly offensive? Yeah. I mean, no, sometimes, like, sometimes somebody will, I mean, I actually, like, I take requests from fans at the game online, mm-hmm. and they'll, yeah. they'll send me requests, and some, and all the time they request stuff that I don't, personally love myself the music but i learn it and i play it and it makes them happy and that's my job and then when i'm not at work i can play the stuff i like to play sure yeah Uh, what are you trying to do gotcha what are you trying to get this guy no get off my phone trying to gotcha he's trying to gotcha what what is this the maury povich best show hey tom how are you i'm good to whom am i speaking uh, this is Mac in Brooklyn. Mac in Brooklyn, welcome. Thank you. You're here with me um, and uh, Josh Cantor. Yeah, Josh, great to talk to you. Hey, Mac. Uh, you know, coming from my own um, weird history in place, but uh, the organ is uh, my favorite part of baseball. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. I'm real happy to hear that. Yeah, I uh, I have a lot of friends um, who who love the sport, and so I see it and kind of do my best as uh, someone who didn't know what to do with it at first, yeah. but uh, but yeah, gener- generally the traditions 
are interesting, and then uh, yeah, as, you know, someone who likes music, the the integration of the organ is is uh, very very interesting relative to other sports. Um, that's cool. That's great. I think it's you know, baseball can be a little bit of a difficult sport to get into later in life because it's the, there's so many weird rules, and like if you learn them when you're five mm-hmm. or six, they become you know, ingrained, but if you try to learn them as an adult, they don't always make sense. Um, but even so, it can, st- I think baseball can still be fun if, even if you're not a stat head or a, or a strategist. Um, some people just love the breeze. Some people love the hot dogs. Some people love the organ music. So it's, yeah. um, that's great. Some people love when, when players, uh, legs snap in half. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some people are dying it. for somebody to uh, throw a bat. You should have seen it. it and showboat. It was so um, Everyone at masses cheered. <laughs> um, Next week he's going to come in wearing a Gurkich jersey. <laughs> so yeah, so look, you, you, you uh, all right. Thanks. Is that, is that it, Chief? No, um... No, okay. I mean, along the lines of, uh, prog rock walk-ups... Yeah? If you, I mean, if you wanted to go... Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you know, straight to the point, you know, yeah. uh, Heart of Sunrise could be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that the, uh, was that the, uh, the keys? That is, that's Josh doing that. What if this was my walk-up music? Tattletale. It was 20 years ago, almost to the day, that I began keeping a diary. I walk up to some David Sedaris. A friend and I had been hitchhiking from Oregon. Was, yeah. I can't hear anything. Yeah, no, it's not about you. That's why. Don't worry. That's for everybody else. <laughs> okay. What if I walked up with this, some David Sedaris? Right? Like from an audio book? From his book, Barrel Fever? Again, to Vancouver. When for no reason whatsoever, I scribbled the day's events onto the back of a rest. That would be a little, maybe not the most exciting walk-up music. Mm. That would be, uh, I mean, it's, it's sort of conceptual, I guess, in some way. I guess There so. was a yeah. guy, um, Prince Fielder. I don't know if you remember that ball player. Okay, He yes. was a pretty good player. And um, there was one year, I think when he was on the Texas Rangers, where he had a, um, I never heard it, but I was talking to the Rangers radio broadcaster and he was saying to me, yeah, he had this song where I think it was just a siren. Uh-huh. And that was it. It was just a loud siren every time he came up. And it so got him pumped up here in a, a siren. I guess. Or it, or it intimidated the opponents maybe. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Yeah. What about this? Is What if I walked up as this? Just like I mope up to the mound, up to the plate, like I'm walking super slow with my shoulders slumped, right? Those days are gone. My last game, but then I'm at bat. Then I hit it, right? Then I hit the ball, and then suddenly this kicks in, like it was a trick. Make me lose control by Eric Carmen kicks in. I'm not going. What was the other question that the guy had? He wanted to... Oh, we, we answered both his dumb questions. Best show, hi. 
April Stools Day. I thought we were talking about cats. We can talk about cats or weirdos or baseball, whatever you want to talk about. I know who this is. This is I'm a fan of this caller. This is Bibi from Las Vegas. I was a big fan of yours too, fella. How are you? Uh I'm damn good. You feeling all right? Just we bon. Oh yeah, no, nah, everything is fine. Good. Yep. Good. Not complaining. Got that um stuff that was going around that cold that you caught and then left you alone and then turned around and backed over you two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And, but you're feeling all right, all things considered? I got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Everything's good. I'm glad. And I, too, um, I've got, I've got Grumpy Cat on the phone. Okay. Grumpy Cat weather. So I did, again, get confused with Lil Bub after looking, uh, Looking her up and realizing mm-hmm. that she's the one with the Yule Yule log video. Yeah, it's that's a good right. one. So, um, what cat thing did you want to talk about, BB? Oh, did actually, you? I have a question for Josh. Oh, all right, the floor is yours. Josh is here; he can hear yeah, you. Hey, BB. Oh, that's good. Hi, Josh. How you doing, fella? I'm doing great, thanks. I um. I understand it's it's possible that your love by the outfield was banned from Foxborough, but uh, you played it over at uh, your little domain there. I don't. Um, so I'm not an ex. I'm by no means an expert on the Foxborough situation. That for those who don't know, that's where the football team, the New England Patriots, play. Um, it is the same DJ at both venues, um, and I have oh, talked really? about it before. But he. Um, my understanding is that that song was popular at football games, at Patriots games, and then something happened where I don't think it got banned, but I think it, I think maybe it became divisive or just like some people really liked it and some people didn't or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, I myself, I've definitely played it a couple of times because it is a song that people know and people like and people will request that I play. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what song along is to it? it? It's the, uh, Oh, by the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. So people hate that song? I think maybe some people are sick of it. I don't know. No, uh, the difficulty is um, a Boston sportscaster put together a video of all these scenes of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, you know, like embracing each other in slow motion Uh to that song. Yeah. Yeah. And that was well received or not well received or Oh, it was hysterical. Okay. I assure you it was absolutely hysterical. Great. Baby, what should be my walk up music if I'm playing at a baseball game? I said MacArthur Park as soon as Okay. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Because it's just it's swelling. Sure. Absolutely. What if I just go up to the middle section? Boom dun 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 in it. Write that one, write that part. The um um the tambourine solo. The tambourine the tambourine solo. <laughs> yeah. There's a tambourine solo. Well, it's the only thing that Richard Harris plays in it. He kind of bounces around there. You've not seen that. Oh yeah. It's a, yeah. This part. I saw um, Gary Newman play with um, 
nine inch nails. You saw Reznor got Oh, I wasn't I was not there. I just saw a video of it. Okay. I did see Nine Inch Nails live once, but mm-hmm. that was quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but no, um Trent got to play the uh tambourine in cars. Okay. Alright, well that's exciting. I'm sure there was a thrill for him, right? Oh, uh, they are they are tight, those two. And the rock and Speaking of- Mike wants me to walk up to to uh from two thousand one. Thus spake Zarathustra. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Of course <laughs> being from Philly we can't get <laughs> Oh never mind. I don't wanna forget that. No. I don't know what you're talking about, baby. What you oh, it was about? just that they used it to make fun of John DeBella by going bald, bald. Oh, okay, this is a Howard Stern thing. Bald. You're bald. Yeah, I can see it. You're right. That is where it came from. Oh, well, I just, I'm not going to sing along to that one. Certainly what if not. I, but what if I went up and I threw my bat in the air, like the way the bone goes up in 2001, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I go up. That's a... It's playing. I throw my bat way up in the air. <laughs> it's a. It's like a literal. It's a safety risk every time I go to the plate. I, I like whip my bat into the sky. It could fly into the stands, but just because I'm replicating the ape right. in two thousand one, you're passionate about that mm-hmm. artistic statement. Yeah, and then I just hope my bat. The bat falls down. I could catch it again. Earth. At least not be where it comes down. BB, what did you make of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I only saw 11 seconds of it, the part where Robert Smith says to the girl that she says, you must be so excited. And he goes, by the look of things, not as much as you. Yeah, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, the cure. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that exciting for you? Um, I was, you know, when people, I don't, I don't get excited about that place. I don't know why. Yeah, because you realize it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not important. The, the music it is isn't. the music. It's like, you, you roll out a red carpet, I couldn't care less. Who should it's be in, like, though? Who should be in that you think is not in, BB? Who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Alphaville, should they be in? Do you no. feel like Alphaville should be in? Devo. Devo. Devo definitely should be in. They are not in the Rock and Roll I Hall mean, there are... They could walk there. Yeah. How would Devo... Exactly. How is Devo not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He was not in the MC5, the Marijuana Cigarette 5, the Motor City 5 are not in the Rock oh. and Roll Hall of Fame. They are, are not. Both of those people in that um, Iggy Pop, John Varvatos thing are... Are the bulk of those people in there? The Sex Pistols, I believe, are in. Yes, they are in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Ramones are in. And uh... mm-hmm. You know who looks great is Jane County. I figured that she'd be... Uh, she'd be in? Looking... Eh, I know, just looking not as good as she does. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll add the t- the turlet from the CBGBs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some year they should induct that, just the turlet from the from CBGBs gets in. This turlet could talk. That turlet. That place was so disgusting 
And people were just like, no, the bathroom's gross. It's like, yeah, no, it's gross. No, but that's the whole thing. It's like, what? That's appealing. Is that, and it just becomes an excuse when something's like, no, it's so disgusting in there. That's what this place is. Yeah, disgusting. It's like the, the little thing train they, spotting. Yeah, best thing they did was shut that place down. I would, uh, I would, I was, I was out in front of that thing. Little Steven was out saying, "Keep it going." I was out in front with signs saying, "Shut this place down." Mm. That's probably where Can't all the bed bugs are. Can't pay rent. Yeah, let's keep it open. Let's keep this club open just because the guy who sold 18 million T-shirts with the thing on it decided to not pay rent. <laughs> you know who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I say, Von Elmo. Mm-hmm. Von Elmo, the original rock spaceman. Put him. Von Elmo. Yeah, he was a the, the dude. He was from out. He was from the planet Strazar. Oh. You should check him out. He had one one great album, Future Language. Take that as a high recommendation. And Soft Cell should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Oh hell yes! You just picture them show up and we get the award, and they just suddenly they're like Sex Dwarf. Isn't it not like that's a song they play like that night? <laughs> Lua disco dollies in a life of vice. Sex dwarf. That would be the greatest. Se- they perform sex dwarf in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Man. It's not a closed mouth in the house. No. All right, baby. You have a grand evening. It's great to hear from I you. I will, sir. Okay, you take care. What about this is walk-up music? Hold on. Oh, wait. Oh. How would this go over? 1980s rock and roll. Early D.G. Allen. 1980s rock and roll. 80s rock and roll. Another decade has come and No. I mean, that's... I mean, it's clean. Yeah, it was one of those cleaner songs. Could also do, uh. But that's New York City tonight. That might not go over. Uh... Yeah, no, New York, New York is the rival team. I mean, if you were playing for the Yankees and you had Bob, Shep- mm-hmm. you know, the late great Bob Shepard announcing you, yeah, then you could do that. Then it could, yes. <clears throat> if I was playing for the, yes, I was playing for the Yankees because they all have they have their walk up music, right? Sure. Right. Yeah, Derek Jeter famously had um, uh, what was that Jay Z song with um, like the, the Empire State Empire State of Mind? Oh yeah, that was called yeah, great yeah. song. Great song. He must have an amazing. Uh, he must have an amazing uh, record collection. Derek Jeter. Can you imagine how bad his taste in music is. Ay ay ay. What do you about think about this? Is walk up music. Speedy motorcycle. Won't you change me? Daniel Johnston. Speedy motorcycle. Somebody. Won't uh, you change me? You'll appreciate this. Tom, last, yeah. I think it was last summer or maybe the summer before, 
I mean, you know, I, I entertain these requests from fans online, which is both wonderful and foolish, but, um, somebody said, you know, we're here on our honeymoon from, I think they were from Toronto. Uh huh. And they asked if I would play a, um, a Daniel Johnson song. Um, and I did, and I forget which, it was one of the like sweet, melodious ones that, um, that, you know, maybe a few people would recognize. I can't remember what it was, but, but I, sure enough, I played it, man. That's nice. Yeah. What's the weirdest of all the songs you've played, Josh? Because when I was at the stadium, when I went, you played a bunch of things that were so great. You played some Galaxy 500. I did. You played a giant dog. Yeah. And I also do want to make mention, you know, speaking of baseball, uh, a bunch of uh, listeners to this show, including uh, Lisa uh, Chandler and and Evan Funk Davies oh, and yeah. Sherry and all, all those nice people, they went, they were at the Dodgers game. And they had, they went as a group, I guess, and they got a chance to put something on the, on the board, and they put something about, uh, the show on the board, and there's a nice picture of it that, did you see that picture, Jason? Yeah, it was awesome. Did that, you, that can you put it up great. on, is it on the Instagram? Yeah, we, uh, it's on Instagram, but we'll grab it right now. That'd be great, thanks. Yeah, they put a nice thing about Friends of Tom and Newbridge, and it was very flattering, yeah. so I'm, yeah. What about this? If the team, the Red Sox are down, right? Yeah. Then you play. No, I'm not going to play. <laughs> um, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to play. No, not that <laughs> It's one. like, oh, yeah, I thought, I thought twice <laughs> all right before I hit play on it. What if this was my walk-up? Uh, let's see. Would this be a good walk-up, Mike? Yeah! That's all right. <laughs> right? Paul Stanley? Yeah. I don't know if I should say this tonight because I know I know we got law we got law officers here and I'm packing a gun tonight. Can you imagine? Yeah. What if he said that and they arrested him? Wouldn't that be the greatest thing? We got law officers here and I'm packing a gun tonight and suddenly like twenty yeah. Cops run on stage, shove him to the floor, right. and and haul him out. Yeah. No, officer. It's, it's, a, love it's a love gun. <laughs> <laughs> officer, it's a love gun. We've got a threat. Uh, got a possible shooter on stage right now. He's uh, he's shirtless. He's got a he's got an open shirt. Uh, yeah. With a fair amount of chest hair. He's propositioning someone in the front row yeah. to pull the trigger. He's yeah. got a star on his face. <laughs> Let's move in. Move in. Get him. Um, do you want to bring your friend in? Yeah, that'd be great. Casey Neal. Casey Neal, brilliant songwriter from Portland, Oregon, and I believe a Trailblazers fan, so he's probably not too happy about the... Yeah. Uh, well, that, I'm that sure... some injury. I'm sure Mike kept talking about Gurkic out there, Right. You should have seen it. It was great. How are you? I'm good. Pat. Oh. Pat's going to move some stuff around to make sure you uh, you get uh, maximum record uh, uh, audio uh, quality here. Did you guys order pizza? Yeah. You did? Was it good? It's great. There's still some left. I certainly hope so. What kind? We got a uh, fresh mozzarella grandma pie. 
Okay, you got a fresh mozzarella grandma pie. And then on the quality level, is this Mike's favorite, Dudio's favorite, or your favorite? This is all, this is kind of the happy medium. Okay, the pat of the bunch. We call it the pat. Because Mike likes the sweaty heat lamp pizza, right? (laughs) That's the pizza Mike likes. Sweaty heat lamp pizza. Dudio pizza snob. And you're, you, you can roll with either camp. I can roll with either camp, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is one we can all agree on. Good. Good. Casey, did you have any of the pizza? I did not. You did I, not. No, we had, we had doses before we came over here. Okay. It was as long as my arm. So you're falling asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me, what's the deal? I didn't mean for it to rhyme, actually. What's the deal with Casey Neal? What's, what's the, give us the elevator pitch on Casey Neal. You know what that am is? I, am I doing that you know or is Josh is? doing that? What's it? Why don't you, yeah, why don't you, t- will you decide? Do you want to talk your friend up, Josh? Hype um, him. Get, do the hype. I, I mean, I, Casey is just, he's a, a brilliant songwriter and a great singer. I love his voice and I love his compositions and I love his recordings and the production on them and, um, I just I can't say enough good things about him. I feel real lucky to know him and even luckier to get to uh, play with him on those occasions when we can find a way to be in the same town at the same time. That's sweet. And you guys are you guys are getting to do a week's worth of shows. Um yep, we played in Boston and uh, Cambridge the other day and then um we're going to be at Coney Island Baby on Avenue A in Manhattan tomorrow night with our friends um Jason Victor, who plays in Dream Syndicate and been playing a bunch with Matthew Sweet lately. Um, and Rachel Blumberg's gonna be playing drums, and she's played with, uh, oh man, M. Ward and Decemberists and Bright Eyes, Bright Eyes yeah. and a lot of other great people, and so it's just, we're gonna have a fun time playing, um, a whole bunch of Casey's songs, some new ones and some old ones. That's great, and that's, um, that is tomorrow. Tomorrow at 9.30, Coney Island Baby, and then, uh, Thursday in Providence, and Friday near Portland, Maine. Okay. And then you are back. You're both back to, uh, you're back to Red Sox duty. I'm back to Red Sox duty and yeah. Casey's, I don't know what Casey's up to. I know he has mm-hmm. another show in Pennsylvania. I have, I have a one off in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania okay. and then I head back west and mm-hmm. head down the, the west coast with a different crew of folks. Okay. Yeah. Now you have a, a new record out? Yeah, it's actually, it's about a year old. It's called Subterrene. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was made with my band in Portland and produced by my friend Chet Leister, who plays in the Eels. And now you're a fan of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I am, though I'm not. I'm not very, uh, not much of a rabid fan. Okay. I was. I was aware that this that this event had happened, though. Yeah. Well, what's his face out there? I'll talk your ear off about it. <laughs> What's his face? Guy's <laughs> <laughs> been here for yeah. fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping we get a baseball team. What about this as walk up music before we hear a song from uh, Casey? Yeah. What do you think about this? Right. But it would have to be this version. Kevin Spacey singing Mind Games. That'd be my walk-up music. It's Kevin Spacey singing Mind Games. 
You don't think so? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I tried. Um, I have one other one that I think could be good walk-up music. Um, it's uh, let's pull pull this up. Uh, another live track. I'd, I'd cut this part out. I'd have. Uh, be my good walk. I, Mike, put that, write that down. My walk-up music is going to be Perfect Day by Lou Reed and Luciano Pavarotti. <laughs> it's such a perfect day. <laughs> Different key. Just, they just know, just like, just shift the thing when he starts doing the thing. Yeah, well, that was, I was trying to play along, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely not it, the uh, no key from, from uh, what was that, Transformer? Yes. Yeah. Transformer. Now you're going to play a song for us, Casey? Yes. Now, is, is Josh going to accompany you on he this? He is on piano. Well, Pat or, or Jason, would one of you come in and run the board to maximize the uh, audio on this? Cause I'm, I'm a, uh, yeah, that's a good mix here. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to step out of the way. I'm going to say, let's listen to something from Casey Neal with Josh Cantor. Test it, test it.
Pretty Vandals. and 
simple game is too easy to play. Always on the lookout for more elusive prey. For more elusive prey. All you pretty vandals, so happy with your destruction. All you pretty vandals, so pleased, so pleased. You breakers of hearts with your riots and your scandals. Have you come to wreck the place and leave? Have you come to wreck the place and leave? Wreck the place. So how's life on the road? Are you guys getting into all sorts of shenanigans? <laughs> Just stealing gas and running uh, out of convenience yeah. stores. What's like the wildest thing that's happened? Like getting lost at the radio station last week, probably. Yeah, that was, uh, we had to go around a garage or up through a garage. There were two elevators involved. It's very confusing. Yeah. And some, and definitely some like off limits areas that we stumbled upon. Yeah. And then Matt Harris from, uh, Spiral Stairs was staying oh, uh, that's right. at your house one night. Yeah, and that was like, and you came in and, and he was like, let's stay up real late. And you were like, uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy, so, yeah. you know, there was, and there was rum involved. Well, that sounds like you guys are living, living the, the, the rock and roll dream. Yep. Rum, spiral stairs, and, right? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. You're doing all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Um, 
All right. Let me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a record. Yeah. And then we will be back with more. Best show. I'm going to play another thing from the X Hex record, which is uh, they're they're also on tour this week. Or more. They're all over the place. And they they have an album out on Matter. <clears throat> no, on Merge, not Matador. Come on, Tom. Type it up. The album's called It's Real. It's on Merge. We're going to hear something from them. Uh, this is Good Times, and then we will be back. Here is X Hex. <laughs> With the crack of the bat, it's time for another episode of Take Me Out to the Squirrel Game. I'm Jason Gore, and now welcome the reigning MVP of Punchlines, Gary the Squirrel. Take me out to the squirrel game. Take me out to the squirrel game. My baseball show. Very exciting. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Why don't you come in? My announcer, Jason Gore. Hi, Gary. Hearing you talk. It's like a hit. It's like a hit. Getting hit by the. It's like a, a hit pit. Hit by the what, Gary? Hit pitch! It's like hit by a pitch! I know. Yeah! Wait! He's supposed to play organ! Move it! Move it! Get off there! Yeah, get another chair! And my organist... My my band director, Josh Cantor! What's What's up? Gary? It's good to see you again. Yeah, what's up? I, uh, Take me out to the squirrel game. Take me out to the crow. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never root for the home team. If they don't win, it sucks. Because it's one, two, Three strikes you around at the old squirrel game. Yeah. Josh Cantor. Yeah, you're talking that one. How's it going, Not Gary? yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while since, hey. since we've met. What part of not yet? <laughs> 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 
right. here we go. Here we go. Josh, can you talk in that mic? Wait, that one doesn't work. No, Pat, hold that for the keyboard. Ay ay ay! Maron. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you, Pat, for all your hard work. No, don't worry about it. We're good. That's Sharon Mike. How are you, Pat? Good. How are you, Gary? Eh. Yeah. You look good. Thanks. So, Josh Cantor, I call him Appendix. Do you know why? It's the organ you don't need. Get it? Get it? It's, uh, I thought I had heard every organ joke in the book. Get it? Appendix. It's the organ you don't need. It's a good one. Thanks. So my first guest. You know him. He's a famous calendar maker. At apmike.bandcamp.com. And he's a big baseball fan. We're here to talk baseball. The old American classic. AP Mike, welcome. So we got a good baseball panel here. Jason Gore. Josh Cantor, AP Mike, oh boy. <laughs> hey Mike. Yeah. You root for the Mets, right? Yeah. Now this is a good question. Do you root for, <laughs> do you root for the Mets because you're a loser? Yes. Or are you a loser because you root for the Mets? Yes. Yes to both of those. I no, see you're still working out of that joke book. You haven't exhausted that thing yet? Is that where you got that organ, no, organ wanna, joke? <laughs> I don't want to say the Mets are terrible, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. But it's spring training. Mm-hmm. Brendan Nemo asked, was asked the size of his cap. He said, I don't know. I'm not in shape yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Look, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that the the Mets are terrible, right? But their hitters are so bad they can strike out on two pitches. Get it? Give me some. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. You need yeah. that. You need that organ here every time. Yeah. It helps somewhat. Yeah. Look, Mike. We turn the page. What, what, what page are we on now? I'm so Take stupid. I'm so stupid or I'm so cheap. Which is it going to be? <laughs> it's one or the other, right? Flip a coin. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, joke. Gary. Oh, baseball, baseball joke. joke. They, have a, they, have a, they have a category for baseball? Yeah. Okay, wow. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's nice. One of the Mets, I think it was Jake, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. <laughs> passed a burning building. Uh-huh. A woman stood in the window on the second floor with a baby in her arms. And then Jason shouted and dropped the baby. Jacob, she, Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> the Grom. <laughs> he shouted at her to drop the baby. And she did. And he caught the infant. Then he whirled around and threw at the first base. <laughs> that joke makes no sense at all. 
<laughs> was 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 the burning building in the middle of the the baseball field? <laughs> okay, give me your next one. Next up, batter up. <laughs> the Mets. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this. The Mets are so poor uh-huh. that the players don't even have numbers; they have fractions. Wow. Yeah, okay. Oh it's, boy, it's one after another. Did you read them before the show, or are you just yeah. reading them as we go along? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jacob the Grom won number eight because it was three points higher than his batting average. Well, oh, he's a pitcher. Yeah, he doesn't have a high batting average. Yeah. <laughs> now he's, he's a, who's like the big hitter on the Mets. Well, Cespedes. Oh, oh, did you hear about Cespedes? <laughs> <laughs> he struck out so many times in Little League that his father traded him. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Get it? Josh. Gary. You give me a little business on the keyboard on these jokes. It's wouldn't it's, kill you. It's tough. It's not. It's not in my nature to um. You know, to sort of pile on with with the insults. Feel free. Did you hear about we're, we're Brandon Nemo? <laughs> Sinus trouble kept him from playing pro baseball. No one wanted to sign us. Him. Oh boy! I gotta get my money back in this joke book. What year was that printed? I'm just curious. The copyright on that. I'd say 1963. 19. Remember 1800. 89. 89. Okay. So it's yeah. Yeah. Brandon. Brandon <laughs> Nemo once got two hits in a row. The ball was sent out for drug analysis. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but seriously, seriously. Now you, you play for the Red Sox. I mean, the organ for the Red Sox, I play right? Organ for the Red Sox, yeah. Yeah. Bad news with the Red Sox. Uh oh. They're in real trouble this year. Yeah. This afternoon, the pitching machine threw a no hitter. <laughs> Come on! Give me I, some! I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't belittle my own squad. Oh, boy. Sorry. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Did you hear about at the Chase? Now, what stadium City is it? Field. City, City Field. City Field. Yeah. yeah. A vendor at City Field got fired. Mm-hmm. They found him heating the Franks. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it's in the joke book. <laughs> well, well, the food generally isn't that good, but at City Field, it's supposedly very good. Oh, yeah. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. <laughs> oh, everybody got to go to Shake Shack. Never heard a big... Oh, did you go to Shake Shack? No, I didn't get to go to Shake Shack. The line for Shake Shack, four and a half hours long. Yeah. Here's a big mystery. You get a shake. <laughs> you get a hamburger. The best part of it is, though, you go to Shake Shack means you don't have to watch the Mets. <laughs> That's why it's so popular. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> 
just want some. Come on, give me I some on that one, Josh. It's too cruel. I can't. I can't do it, Gary. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people rushing the stadium to go to the Shake Shack line. Yeah. Like, wait, no, please, you go ahead of me. The Mets are still playing. <laughs> now, Jake, Jacob Degrom is a pitcher, right? Yeah. The other day, you know what happened to him? He raised a cup of water to his lips and missed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this joke book sucks. (laughs) Let me just burn through a few of these. Keep going. Maybe you'll find a good one. The Mets have been in the cellar so long it's damp. That doesn't make sense. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is about the Red Sox, though. They just don't have the game down. One of the players slid into home plate last week, and that's when he was coming to bat. Mm-hmm. Get it? <laughs> Thank you. Now tell us about your calendar, AP Mike. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, calendar season is long gone, but uh, I've just about sold out. If anybody wants them, they're officially collector's items now, so. And you do have, uh, you know few months left. More than half a year. Oh, yeah. And where do you get them? <laughs> APMike.bandcamp.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Any plans for a 2020 calendar? No, I'm trying to not uh, repeat myself, so I'm trying to do something different, maybe. Oh, here's some jokes about bartenders. Uh-oh, here we go. A wino. <laughs> yeah. A wino. And this is from the joke book. Is that defensive? <laughs> you take it up with Milton Berle's corpse. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a wino made a nuisance of himself. So the bartender picked him up and tossed him in the street. A minute later, he was back again. Again, the bartender heaved him on. This happened half a dozen times. Finally, the wino said... Do you work in every joint on this block? <laughs> I can see that happening in Bayonne. Yeah. Wait, that's real? Yeah, that could be oh, real. Brother. That, that could be real. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Did you hear about with the Mets what happened? No. Yeah, okay, that joke sucked. <laughs> <clears throat> There's one minor league team that's so poor, they don't have a team bus. They have a team bike. <laughs> Why would he think that was a joke? Stun, <laughs> stun silence. Milton Berle. <laughs> uh-huh. Are these the ones that didn't make the act? <laughs> okay, here's a good one. We keep waiting. Jacob DeGrom is working on a new pitch. <laughs> when he has it down bad, it'll reach the plate. <laughs> Because he sucks, but he doesn't suck. He doesn't suck. That's the problem. That's the problem with it. <laughs> These jokes aren't the working. logic's all wrong. Yeah. Who sucks on the Mets? I don't know. You know who? The fans! <laughs> Todd Frazier? He was a former Yankee. When you go to City Field, sometimes you go and you're like, you're looking at the field and you're like, wait, never mind, forget that. That was stupid, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
two inside baseball? One baseball player has just finished his first book. He will now try to read a second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's a play, you know. You thought he wrote the book, but then it turns out. All right, out I'm going to get some other one's cheapness. Here we go. Yeah, he'd be Mike so cheap he once sprained his ankle emptying a tube of toothpaste. That's a pretty good one. Mike's. <laughs> I, I could see doing that, you know, Mike like working so, over the thing. Mike you is slip. So, all right. Slip and Mike fall. is so cheap. He got run over by a liquor truck, and it was the first time the drinks were on him. <laughs> Mike's so cheap, you know, and he doesn't feel well. He doesn't go to the doctor for x-rays. He goes to the airport. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. This book sucks. Get this out of here. <laughs> So what? Play the song now. Play the theme. Play my my closing theme. Oh yeah. You want the same theme as before? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a little intro there. No, dude, you're not sick. Say that. Thanks for what? Listen. Thanks for listening to Take Me Out to the Swirl Swirl Game. Squirrel! Swirl! <laughs> With the reigning MVP of punchlines, Gary the Squirrel. I want to thank my guest, Josh Cantor, AP Mike, and my announcer, Jason Gore. Coming up next, it's the post-game show with Pat Byrne. And be kind to each other. (laughs) Yeah, he just ran out of here. That was something. Uh, Let's take a couple calls and we'll wrap it up. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Yes, hi. Welcome to the best show. How you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Good. Um, is, is Josh still here? Josh is still here. Oh, hi, Josh. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. I just wanted to say thank... Oh, um, I should say uh, this is Brendan in Parsippany. In Parsippany. Great. Um, I just want to say, Josh, I used to live in the Boston area, and thank you for playing a couple of requests I made over the past few years. Oh, well, uh... What request? Yeah, you gotta own it now. Um, one of them, I asked for Blondie, and I think you played Sunday Girl last year at a game against the Rangers. Oh, wow. And, and I asked for a Bowie song when I went to a game with my dad against the Marlins, and I think it was 2016. Okay. And I think it was either Modern Love or Let's Dance. Okay. That's, uh, that, that story checks out. It sounds totally <laughs> <Yeah>. plausible. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I did have one for the topic. Uh, right. I, I missed most of the show because I was actually, uh, a little busy tonight, but it was what your walk-up music would be, Tom? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone said this yet because it might be a little obvious, but I thought it was a pretty good answer. Um, it's a little situational, but if you're coming in as a pinch hitter, take a chance on me by ABBA. If I was a pinch hitter, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Have you ever played that at the state? Have you played that? That's one you play? Yeah, I've done that sometimes like if the 
if the um, visiting coach like comes out to talk to the pitcher and it's like, is he going to take him out of the game or is he mm-hmm. going to leave him in the game? It's like, yeah, hey, yeah. How about? Uh, I'm sure you've played Touch Me, Doors. Oh, sure. Right, that's a biggie. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, buddy. No problem. Best show. Hi. Oh my goodness, I did not expect to get through. Hi. Oh, you got through. It's exciting. <laughs> this is Mary from Lansdale. How are you, Mary? It's hi, nice. Mary. Well, hi. I am actually calling from Hawaii, of all places. Really? Yes. What's going on in Tomorrow- Hawaii? Well, tomorrow is my birthday, and I'm turning 40, and I decided with my husband, oh, long time ago, that's how we were going to celebrate my birthday. And I did not expect to actually be here because we've been having, like, a terrible year so far. Mm-hmm. Like, he he was in the hospital twice. Oh, man, I'm sorry. And Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> but he's okay now. I mean, that's the crazy Good. thing. He's He is okay, and we're on vacation, and it's amazing. And the reason I'm calling in is not to brag that I'm in Hawaii, although a little bit. <laughs> um, I did something really, felt a little dumb when, when I got off the plane here. What did you do? I... <laughs> Uh, see, I forgot to set up how we were going to get from the airport to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so I just paid about $90 for a taxi. Because, and you, because you, yeah, you, you had no plan in place. I, I thought there was going to be a shuttle. Because, like, we're staying at, like, a Disney thing, okay? They have a resort in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed, oh, well, they, they'll have shuttles. It'll be fine. And we get off the plane and there's nothing. Um, because like I've been to Disney World a couple times and they just have a bus and there was no bus and I was just like, oh no, what do we do? And next thing I know, $90 taxi ride. And so I'm wondering, what is the, the, um, most you've paid for a taxi ride or the dumbest you felt happened to do one? <laughs> Cause I feel really dumb right now. You know what you do, Mary? Let it go. Let it go. You're in Hawaii. Yeah. You're having a good time. Don't let that compromise one minute of your trip. So I shouldn't like be beating myself up no, over this. No, you shouldn't. No, you gotta, you gotta work. If you have to actively work to get past it, get past it. May I, may I add something, Tom? Yes, but that, that might, um, you know, make her feel less foolish and uh-huh. just feel a little better is that, um, I was having a really rough day a few weeks ago and, um, Mary from Lansdale sent me a really nice message and made me feel better. So. Oh, that's Aww, nice. Thank you. <clears throat> See, so con- consider that to be your your the good thing you did that cancels out the thing that didn't go your way. With the, with the- oh, well, that that is awesome. Thank you, Josh. You are like one of the sweetest people on Twitter, and you are like just awesome. Thank you. I don't know if sweetest people on Twitter is high praise, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> well, look, you enjoy your uh, trip. Enjoy your time in Hawaii. Enjoy it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I will do my best to not beat myself up. Please do. Try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. All right. A couple more calls, and then we will wrap it up. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Colette from Athens. Colette from Athens. How are you, Colette? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Mm, good. You're here with Josh Cantor. Oh, hi, Josh. I lived in Athens for a while, but it was a long time ago. How long ago? I lived there from 75 to 86. Both of those years are before I was born, so yeah, that's a Fair while enough. ago. So we probably weren't hanging in the same crowd. No, 
I would Sadly, say. Sadly, no. Because one of you was not born yet. Right. I think that. What's going but on tonight? You got to tonight? see all the good stuff, I guess. So, what's going on tonight? Yeah. Um, not a whole bunch. Just uh, I was deliberating some some pretty serious things and uh, came to came to make a pretty hard decision tonight. So I figured I would call in for like uh, I don't know what the topic is. Is the topic cats? We're all over the map tonight. Cats. All over the map. Fifty greatest weirdos of all time. Oh. Questions for Josh. Whatever works for you. We'll do the weird. We're going to keep doing the weirdo one for uh so you can hang on on that one that one you can give some thought to and we'll be back on that one <clears throat> okay um i mostly like i don't know um i guess i guess this could be a question for both you and josh but like have either of you seen uh the trailer for this this movie yesterday the beetle the movie where the beatles songs don't ex- where the where the beatles didn't exist and this this uh this guy starts, he, he just starts playing the songs and everybody's like, oh my god, you're a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like plagiarism is great. Yeah, but the songs, I don't know what to think of it. It's like. It looks bad. <laughs> I think, I bet you it will, will be more, more fun than, than you think. I'm having fun with the premise. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's, that it's like, oh, what a fun idea. Like, the whole world suddenly doesn't remember, like, the entire catalog of a band. But, like, I wish that they were a little bit, like, more daring. Like, I feel like all of the songs that Yesterday is going to be about are, like, the kind of elementary, like, Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't care about, like, something in the way she moved. Like, whatever, it's boring. Like, I've heard it too much, like... Um, or yesterday, even for that matter. Like, I never want to hear that song again. I've heard it way too much. Um, of my own volition. I'm trying to think of, like, how much better that movie would be if, like, the song that he chose to get famous off of was something like Don't Pass Me By. Look, I'm sure the that's Ringo's one song. (laughs) I'm sure. Ringo has several songs, so. No, no, written by Ringo, I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That's one of the ones ring. That was one that was literally the Beatles referred to as Ringo's got a song. Ringo's got a song. It took, it took yeah. five years for them to finally get Ringo's song recorded. Yeah. And he knocked it and out of the because park, they, Tom. they, you know, they only had 29 songs on yeah. that record. So they, they only, needed yeah. another one. <laughs> yes. They, they had cleared 10 minutes for, they had cleared 10 minutes for revolution number nine. <laughs> And they were still just like, "Mm, I guess we could make that a little longer, or I guess we could fit Ringo's one song on here. What if that, what if Revolution 9 was the song in the movie that the guy was like, no one's heard this before. I gotta bring this to the masses. Okay, that I would, then, then I'm completely (laughs) on board with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like smart people did the movie. It's not, it's not just, it's like, I think you gotta, who is it? Danny Boyle, right? Yeah, I'm not a big Danny Boyle fan, but but he's he's not a moron. No, but like very few people. Well, I take that back. I was going to say very few people who make movies are morons, but that's not true. I think there's a chance that they're aware of how funny some of the stuff will be. Um, yeah, I think I don't. know. Well, I mean, they have the they have the I'm a lo- I'm in love with my car joke. 
with the uh, like, oh, we should call this song "Hey Dude." Yeah, I hope that they repeat that joke like seven times. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get beat over the head with that one. It's such a funny joke. It's so good. It should really be called "Hey Dude." That's better than "Hey Jude." Look, I'm going to say this. I can't. I I'm cutting this movie a little bit of slack because I think I think if smart people do a thing, they might have a chance of being ahead of us on it. So I just want to okay. at least see what they do with it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to reserve judgment on it. If um if you if you could make this movie and the world forgot about one band except for one person, like who would it be? G.G. Allen. <laughs> Probably be cheaper to license that material yeah. than the Beatles catalog. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd go with G.G. Allen. Yeah. It'd be kind of a like NC-17 style movie, though. Yeah. Then the character would have to become G.G. Allen. Oh. Or had the option of becoming G.G. Allen. They could, all, oh. could also decide to be just like, yeah, let's not have a G.G. Allen in this world. like that's actually a fair option at that point be like so there's no Gigi Allen in this world great okay his brother still has a band though Merle Merle is still in the world yes Merle is still touring with the uh, murder junkies what if everyone forgot about like Tom Waits that would be uh, yeah I'd go along with that too I look if that was the case and suddenly I realized there was no Tom Waits I'd be like I don't know any of those songs really to Yeah, you to, wouldn't like you wouldn't even you wouldn't be able to realize that there was no Tom Waits though. So like the joy of that moment would be taken away from you. Yeah. It's a tragedy. Cuz the cuz there's no such thing for the absence of somebody who you didn't know that no one knows existed. <laughs> cuz then I'd be like, "Wait. Those songs are not those songs are not anybody's songs." I'd be just like then I'd be like trying to cash in on them and be like, "Well, there's one that just goes like and people are like, what? What song? <laughs> There's one where he's like, oh, oh, and he's like banging a tin can. And then people be just like, hey, what song is that? I don't know. I'm just sort of doing Tom Waitsy. Oh, yeah. Kind of- oh, Christmas Eve down on Skid Row. Oh, it's Christmas Eve. Like is that accurate, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, he would do it. He would I, do it like this, so he would go. I couldn't tell you whether you were accurate or not. That's one of his one of his tricks. It's pretty accurate. It's one of his tricks. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I like I, him in uh, these movies. I like him. Yeah. I liked him in the uh, Coen Brothers movie. I saw him in the trailer for the uh, for the Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. I'll see that. Yeah, that I'll see all that stuff. I just don't want to, just as long as he doesn't start uh, going, me, 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 like tuning up. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I'm tuning out. He tunes up. I tune out. <laughs> oh, Colette. I'm going to wrap the show up, Colette. But I will talk oh, okay. to you. Okay. Could I tell you real quick what my, what my uh, yesterday movie would be? Yeah, please. I think I think it would be daring if like the um the band that everyone forgets except for one person is Trumbawamba. Okay. 
So they would just not um, know tub thumping. And well, they were right. they were around before that too. Though. They yeah, tub thumper. I found out was like their seventh album. Yeah. Um. So they they've been around for a while, but like my my thinking is that like tub thumper is like this weird like multi genre like rallying cry for the working class. So like the one person who remembers it, mm-hmm. like just like rallies everyone behind these like fight songs essentially, and it leads to like this uh, this this overwhelming like positive energy for the proletariat and they rise up and they defeat the bourgeoisie on the back of top thumper. Sure. Well, that sounds like a different kind of movie. Um, yeah, a better movie or different. (laughs) Um, I think there's some, I I think that stands like a, that would be a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's something there. I would see that movie. Where somebody, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Somebody remembers tub thumping, and then it leads to the overthrow of the of the uh, ruling class. Yeah, it could be a dystopian young adult novel uh, type movie. Yeah, I, this is great. Look, I think you found your you were you were looking for your thing, Colette. You just found it. I can, yeah, no, I feel I feel like this is it. This is the one. You're not far from Atlanta. You walk it right over to one of those sets. Where they're shooting a movie, you yeah. write that script up, you walk it right on the lot, and you'll just, you're gonna be rolling in it. Mm. But I'm not gonna like say what future. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, Clay, we will talk soon. Alright, sounds good, Tom. Have a great Bye. Day. Bye. Final call, Josh. Josh Cantor, one of my favorite people. Also, the, the guy behind the Friends, uh, the Meet My Friends, The Friends uh, music. Thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. I I was I had so much fun doing that. And um, can I give like a little behind the scenes like tidbit about it? Yeah, please. Um, when you and I were talking about it, you mentioned, you know, I was like, oh, how, you know, what do you want? How should it sound? What you know, what kind of direction you want to give me? And one of the things you said was the guitar playing should sound like borderline proficient. And I just uh-huh. thought that was perfect because that's exactly the kind of guitar player that I am. So okay, it, was, well, it felt it felt like a gift when you said oh. that. Well, um, thank you. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's such a it's such a gift that you did that, and it's so funny, and it has um, people love it. That people who people get into that friends meet my friends of friends, which they should listen to. It's a great show. Three seasons up for everybody. You gotta go to patreon.com, support the show, patreon.com slash the best show. That's the only way we, uh, get anything done here. We don't take advertising money. We don't do any of that. You support the show there and we send you stuff. So please do that if you're not. And you get, uh, bonus content, which we're gonna do more of. Uh, yeah, more stuff coming up. Now, Josh Cantor, thank you for coming by. I oh, appreciate it. Thank you so, so much, much, Tom. It is always a total thrill and, and you, total joy. Well, thank you. I hope you get a ring. And you have a great baseball season. Thank you. And thank you to uh, Casey Neal for coming in. Thank you, Casey. We appreciate it. And you guys are touring around for the next few days. People can find out more where now? CaseyNeal.org, I think, is where it's at. Okay. They can check that out and find out the tour dates. And in the meantime, we will be back. And I wish everybody a grand evening and 
going out, I am going to play something by... Hmm. What should I play something by? Oh, I'll play. Let's go to a, a classic, old standby. Our friend Mike Kroll from one of the best albums this year. His album Power Chords, also out on Merge. This is not a Merge Fest tonight, but it's turning into that. Here's something from his new album Power Chords. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Here's Blue and Pink by Mike Kroll. Bye.